Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Toyotas from your local Toyota dealer today. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx this, but you said he was planning on coming in at ten. So that is that is what I said. Is yes. there is, is there now a chance that he just might not come in at all? Because I mean that would be terrible. <laughs> that that would just be awful if it were to play out. That there's is there any chance that maybe I, I don't think so. I think he wanted to kind of make it up to us by coming in earlier uh, this week since he didn't wasn't able to come in last week. Oh, oh, <laughs> that was devastating. We've, we've never really been able to recover. <laughs> I'm not making it in. Drew Forrester is supposed to be here, and again, just what a real shame it would be if <laughs> something were to have happened. It would I'm be not, a real shame. I'm not wishing know, harm. Yeah. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm not wishing harm, but, you know, just would be would be awful if like he was sitting in traffic somewhere and just say guys i'm not going to be able to to get over there go oh, it, it would really hurt my heart if that ended up being the case um anyway <laughs> uh we got a lot to do on the program today it is would you rather wednesday i've got the scenarios up we're doing a betting theme for would you rather wednesday this week we're betting a year's salary today which uh, for Griffin is like 20 bucks, so that's not that bad. Can't make too much. <laughs> for me, it ain't that much more than that. Um, I don't think it's that much more than that for Drew, in fact. I don't think any of us are betting all that much money. For you, it might be slightly more. Um, anyway, we'll, do, we'll get into that a little bit later on. The scenarios are up right now. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. On Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio as well. Um, we will get into that. Also coming up this morning, we will catch up with Randolph Childress, former Wake Forest star, now an analyst for ESPN as well as um, uh, the Field of Sixty Eight. We will catch up with him, get his thoughts on Maryland basketball. Of course, Randolph Childress once upon a time put on a show for Wake Forest yeah. at the Baltimore Arena, mm-hmm. and. Um, God, what year would that? God, this is gonna drive drive me crazy. What year was the NCAA tournament in Baltimore? Because it was Wake Forest and Oklahoma State were the two big teams. Because when Big Country Bryant Reeves was uh, with Oklahoma State, those were the two like draws for the regional, not not the regional. Would it be nineteen ninety five? Yeah, that sounds right. That Ooh, sounds looks right. Like some Baltimore um, Sun archives here. Yeah, Randall Childress was part of that Wake Forest team, and it was like you. It's funny, it it has dissipated, but for a time, it was absolutely the event. Like now, of course, it's like the Delman Young game, but there was a time where everyone in Baltimore would tell you they were there. Like, oh, dude, I was there. I saw. I'm like, there's Del- been seventy thousand people that have told me they were there. Delman Young. It's game not possible is now. The, is the reason I quit football. Because you wanted to go to the game, yeah, and, you and had, I was like, I was, I was a get, freshman in high school, in trouble? and I was playing freshman football. I was actually JV football. Okay, um, where'd you go to high school? Manchester Valley. All right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They, 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 there wasn't enough freshmen that played to have a freshman team, so wow. all the freshmen. All right. went all right. So I'm a JV yeah. football player. Uh, Congratulations! Yes, is that supposed to be an accomplishment? What I don't understand. But yeah, my, my aunt wanted to <laughs> like, take me to the Delman Young like, game. I feel like you're looking for this. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Way to go, Griffin! Yeah! I started one game. I'm a starter on JV, uh, JV football. Um, but, yeah, so I couldn't go to the game because I was like, oh, I'm committed to football. So yeah. I knew that was my last year of playing football after so, that. I so, did go to game one of the ALCS. Oh, you got that. Well, that didn't, yeah, which that didn't, didn't go as well. quite as well. Um, I, I've, I've, got, I've turned the corner. While, yes, I still acknowledge that it's the most electric thing we've had since post. I mean, it's not. Here's here's the real answer. It it depends on your age. If you are uh, of a certain age, the game that everybody says they were at that they weren't was twenty one thirty one, right? The truth is that by the Delman Young game, probably more people that say that they were there actually were there. Like twenty one thirty one, everybody says they were there, and half of us were not. Like I don't say that I was there. I wasn't. My aunt and my I was, dad uh, were there. I was. I was. I, it was my thirteenth birthday. In oh. fact, was the uh, was wait when was my thirteenth birthday? It was my. 12th birthday. It was my 12th birthday. I forgot happy how birth- old I happy was. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. I feel like I deserve also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy know, birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. But um, for a little while, that NCAA tournament, that, that sub-regional, whatever you call it. I don't even know what you call that. The, the first. Because it used to. Now they put like. The two, round of 64. Yeah, and the round of 32. Whatever right. you would call that. Um, that. That was in Baltimore, and it was the last time it was in Baltimore, and for a long time, everybody said they were there. I, what am I doing? Randolph Childress is going to join us. the hell just happened? This is almost as bad as the microphone thing from yesterday. I think it's I, slightly better. I, I am having, like, stroke radio is real, man. <laughs> what is going on? Randolph Childress will join us to we'll talk some Terps. And Lee Steinberg, who is the uh, the super agent himself, the agent for Patrick Mahomes, among others. He will check in with us a little bit later on, and we will get a current agent. I mean, an active NFL. Clearly, if fully guaranteed contracts become a thing, it impacts Lee Steinberg significantly. We'll talk to Lee Steinberg about that. Ooh, hello, a little bit later on today as well. I seriously regret. By the way, so obviously the stories today are that both Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh are meeting with the media in Indianapolis at the Combine. Um, God, I'm trying to figure out what time. It, one of them is at 1 o'clock, the other is at 2 o'clock. Eric DaCosta speaks at 1, John Harbaugh speaks at 2. So we will not be able to react to those things today. If something of significance were to come from it, maybe I'll uh, hop on uh, Facebook Live or something like that a little bit later on today. But the most likely scenario is that's not the case. I was on with uh, Cordell Woodland. I've always called him Cordell Woodland. It's Woodland? It's Woodland. Oh, okay. Now, when I asked him about it last night, because I finally put him on the spot about it, I was like, dude, I feel like I've been butchering your name because I would hear him say Woodland coming back from break. And I was like, is that just, like, is this just come out in the wash? Is this just like, no, you're saying a Baltimore version of my name? So, or, like, am I saying it wrong? And he, he finally just said, well, I say Woodland. And I'm like, all right, then that's what I'm going to say. Mama calls him, you know, uh, Cassius, I'm going to call him Cassius situation, right? I said, I'll call him Woodland. So I'm on last night, and I said, look, I, my guess is that when they meet with the media today, they're going to say basically the exact same things they said at the Combine. And they will do that until there is some sort of definitive decision that has been made. Unless the Ravens today are announcing a contract or a trade with Lamar Jackson, I think that when these two guys go to the podium, they'll be asked 20 different versions. And this one I think will even be more difficult than what happened in the uh, end of regular season because the national writers weren't all there for that press conference. And the the writers that are covering other teams that are interested in Lamar Jackson – will be assigned 
to go cover the Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh press conferences. So the Atlanta media that might be at the Combine, the, the New York media that might be at the Combine significantly, the maybe even the Indianapolis media that's at the Combine, the New Orleans, any of these teams that don't have quarterbacks that aren't, or at least aren't certain in their quarterback position, th- that contingency will all wander over to John Harbaugh's and Eric DaCosta's press conferences to try to grill them on whether or not he would be available, what it would take for him to be available, all of those things, because that's what they're covering right now. They're covering a quarterback hunt. It's been a long time since we've had one of those in Baltimore, so I don't know that we remember what that's like, but a quarterback search is the damnedest thing. I mean, it's great for content because you're covering 100 different things at once. Anything is the correct answer. Derek Carr could be the correct answer. Anybody who has any connection to Derek Carr that's out of the combine, you're talking to them. Aaron Rodgers could be the correct answer. Anybody that speaks from Green Bay, you're talking to them. The draft quarterbacks obviously could be the correct answer, so when those guys are available, you talk to them. Anybody who might have been connected with the draft quarterback, I don't even know who I'm thinking of, but if there was somebody from Ohio State or Alabama that now has a job in the NFL, you're trying to connect with them. A prospect that speaks to the media that played with one of those guys at Ohio State, Alabama, Kentucky, or uh, who's the fourth one that I'm not thinking of right Uh, now? Florida. Thank you, Anthony Richardson. Um, You talk to all of those guys about them. Quarterback searches are crazy for content reasons. So, my guess is that they'll be peppered a bit more, and they will give essentially the same answers. Their answers will continue to be, we're trying to get things done with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. And you guys took the 200% thing out of context. That's on you. You can be mad at John Harbaugh all you want, but he answered a question. The question was, do you still want Lamar Jackson to be your quarterback next season? The answer was 200%. You guys took it out of context and pretended like he said 200% Lamar Jackson will be the quarterback. Today, whatever they're asked, Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh are going to say the same things. Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. We're working to make sure that Lamar Jackson's our quarterback. Because what they're not going to come out and say is, we don't want that guy back. Well, they're trying to work out a trade for him, if that's the case. So I think we're going to be disappointed if you think that there's going to be something electric that comes from those two guys talking to the media in Indianapolis. I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Could there be other things that come out of it? I don't know. I I can't even think of a time where actual news came from a press conference in Indianapolis. You went out there with us a couple of times, didn't you? you once. Went, you went once, and well, then you I, said you I, wouldn't go again. Yeah, I think yeah. I went one time. Sorry, yeah, I was you, late. I, my, <laughs> no, we, I had a, somehow we survived. No, no, no. I had a – my phone um, – my phone uh, – what do you call it? Re- reset, like, itself. Okay. Like, you know, we have to have this. Your phone will be reset at set a time. And when I reset it, my entire phone, like, blew up. Okay, <laughs> Are you going to be all right? Yeah. I mean, does it work a, again? It's or? just a joke. Like, but I didn't it, need my it, phone reset. But, okay. Did it upgrade? Is it, yeah, 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 yeah. Something that's like what that. I, don't, I yes. didn't need it. It was fine the <laughs> way it was. I understand. You know what? I can't believe you got to open that window a little bit. Uh, we'll turn that. Just a hair. 
Yeah, the, 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 I can't. The, it, uh, the, I get the problem is in the afternoon when the sun comes in your eyes. Uh, okay, and, and but you just deal with that. I'm I not going to be here that long. Just uh, okay. open it up. Thanks, stuff for me. Appreciate that. Just a little bit. <laughs> you I sure you can't okay, leave good, a little bit good, sooner? Good, good, good. Uh, a little more because now it looks what are weird. we doing here? Okay, good, perfect. I just can't have what's up there. Uh, Hi, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. It's Griffin. Griffin, Griffin, Griffin. It's good to what's see up, you. Griff? Good to I'm, see you. I'm good, Drew. How are you? Um, you you don't think there's any world in which they're going to say anything of of merit today, like that matters, do you? Like, what could they possibly say that met short of them? Like, like if who's somebody that could retire? Calais Campbell already said he's not retiring. Who's somebody that could retire? If they pussyfoot around the answer about is somebody retiring. Then you might be able to read into that. The answer is is yes. Right? So they they're having a press conference, but but they haven't said what it's for. No, no, no. They're or they're ha- just meeting the media. Everybody has to yeah, meet right. with the media in Indianapolis. Right. There's nothing a- of Eric Acosta so. at one o'clock, John Harbaugh at two o'clock today. It's part of the gig. There's Every- nothing of substance other than to say the obvious, only obvious question is between now and next Wednesday or Tuesday, are you franchising him? That's the only question. But they're not going to. Well, no, no, no. But that, I mean, you have to ask that if you're yeah, out there today. A thousand If you're out there you today, have to you have to ask the relevant question of. I, I completely are, agree. Are you franchising him between now and next Tuesday? Now, what, whatever Eric says to that, Eric might say, you know, it's funny you ask that. At 11 o'clock today, we filed the paperwork. I don't know what Eric's going to say. Why would they file the paperwork five days ahead of the deadline? I have no idea. I'm just like, saying, like, I, I, I mean, somebody just did it. The commanders did it with somebody. Like, I, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, you. You, you have to ask that question. And then all the other questions, he isn't answering any of those. Are you thinking about trading him? Not answering that. Are you happy with how things are going? Not answering that. Do you think you're going to sign it? Not answering that. Well, well, but answer he's, any but of he's that. not going to say he's not answering it. They're well, no, gonna, he's just going to. They're going to pussyfoot around yeah, it. He's they're just going to say, hey, Lamar and I have had a lot of good conversations. Yep, and we look forward to continuing and, those. Uh, when and he texts me back every fifth or sixth text, um, I, you know, I talk yeah, to I him. I don't think he's going to say that. Drew, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think he's going to say that. I think he might be editorializing anyway, a little bit. I don't know yes, that I'm editorializing, but I get you. No, um, I mean, you might be editorializing what he's going to say. Oh, yeah, right. So, anyway, yeah, I don't think there's any anything to say other than hey we we know what the dates are <laughs> you know we're, we're well aware of the date right we got to get this done we're trying um look i think the more interesting question would be something along the lines of are you what are you planning as far as what the impact would be for you having to put the franchise tag on lamar jackson he and he's not going to answer that right, either right, right. that's sure. the thing like i, I like there are they're not answering any of these things. They're not telling you what they're going to do, in part because they probably don't know exactly what they're going to do, and two, because even if they did, they still have people that they want to work around. They still want to talk to other teams about somebody's value. They still want to figure out. They're all out there playing poker. That's what they He's do. He's not signed yet then, huh? Yeah, Lamar. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> I've been, looking, oh, man. I've been I, looking on the internet. I haven't seen anything. All right. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna get, I don't know what to this say. Is, this is going to be bad. I don't know what to say this to is, this. This is going to be bad. This is I'm, an insane I'm gonna, story. I'm going to say it anyway. This is crazier than the than the final minute 34 of Iowa and Michigan yeah, it was State. crazy. That was Have crazy. Have you ever seen anything like I mean, it? Did you see the Have you ever seen a team yeah. not do anything wrong at the end Correct. and lose a 13-point lead man. with a minute 34 Why? to go? Why? The only thing I did, I, it was so funny. We were driving. We were. I gotta just tell you this. Two minutes. It's so, so fascinating funny. How much you care? I, I we're driving. I was going up to how see. How much w- did you bet on this game? Why Zero. Do you care this but much? I would have driven off the road if I would have bet Michigan State. So we're driving up to. Um, I'm driving up to New York to watch one of my high school kids get a golf lesson, mm-hmm. and my buddy, my assistant coach Brian Hubbard, is a Michigan State grad. You wait a second. You drove to New York to watch. York. 
to York. York. All right. Okay. All right. York, Pennsylvania. All right. I heard New York as well. Oh, yeah, I, I drove up to York. All right. Not New York. It's um, uh, Whatever. It might okay. be on us. We might both be having strokes. I might have said New York. Yeah. Um, so my assistant coach is a Michigan State grad. So he's got the game on his okay. phone, right. and, and we're watching it. And I do this all the time and in this watching. Is, this is how I watch the Virginia Tech-Maryland game all correct. these years ago. Because you know what I do? <laughs> yeah. I say with five minutes to go, yeah. how many points is the team ahead that's ahead right now? If it's, right. Let's say it's 65-55. Right. With five minutes to go, I say, how many points are they going to get? Are they going to get? How many points is the, the losing team need to get to win this game? Right. They got 55 now. They're going to need to get to whatever, right? right? Then if that number is unattainable, you say, "Well, they can't the game's win." Over, right? Yeah. So when it was when it was um, eighty-eight to seventy-four, I said the magic number in this is ninety. If Michigan State gets two more points, yes, the game's Iowa over, right? can't score sixteen points in the last two minutes and right. forty seconds. Yeah, that math doesn't work. They just sure. can't. Yeah, who could do that? Because yeah. and and I said to my buddy, I'm like, because every time Michigan State gets the ball, you said it was eight. It was, it was 80. eighty-eight to seventy. You were way off. <laughs> way off. <laughs> your number, your math was so wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying, like I said, there's no way they can do this because every time Michigan State gets the ball, right. they're going to eat twenty-five seconds off the Correct. clock. Unless you start fouling them, and then I said, here's the only way that this could work, is if Iowa didn't miss a shot mm-hmm. and Michigan State missed some foul shots, right? Right. But it's still not happening. Right. So we're watching. Michigan State scores two. Iowa scores three. Michigan State scores two. Iowa scores three. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it's ninety-six to ninety-two. Mm-hmm. It was just ninety-three to eighty-three. Yes, two exits ago. Right. And now it's ninety-six to ninety-two, and I'm like, holy hell, they're right. in the game. Right. Correct. And then it was one hundred one, one hundred one in overtime. Like the overtime, yeah. This <laughs> with both teams and, scoring. And Michigan State points. only missed one foul shot. That's a fact. All of these things occurred. That Hoggard or whatever his name is, he missed one foul Rex, shot. Rex Hoggard. Hoggard, yeah. whatever his uh, name uh, is, uh, he missed one foul shot. Yes. It just happened to be the one. I, I remember this. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I agree. Yeah. It's one thing if you turn it over three well, times and you. This is what you prepared for us today. <laughs> Just, like, you're doing the Chris Farley Dude, show. I was so set there. <laughs> you, I was going to never look at the menu again. Remember, if Michigan State wins, I am rolling. You were, oh, yeah. That, I knew. Hey, reminder, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem. Tom Izzo will punch you right in the face. Call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 for free <laughs> confidential services. Or visit Here's your, my, <laughs> hey, or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. Here's your confidential service. Tom Izzo, you stay. Thank you, Ratfink. How do you not coach yourself to a win there when you're ahead by 13 points? That's Ram McCaffrey staring the guy down. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, I'll give the ref. I, you know, I am a total ref ump basher. Yeah. I'll give that ref total oh, credit. He deserves combat pay. He just does. Well, I, you should have definitely been teed up yeah. right away. Like, dude, come on. Well, but I don't know what the rule Are you? A, is there oh, a rule that allows that, you? <laughs> probably not. Yeah. And he knew that. Yeah, he just said, this is all I'm going to do. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to stare uh, at the you. The fact that the ref stared right back at him is great. I, I thought it was great. I, thought I it would was give great. it the old sheepish looked out at my yeah, shoes are thing. Are you aware of what the, pop, what the Royal Farms of Iowa is called? No. You're not familiar with theirs. They have their own very popular yeah, convenience sure. store. Right. And it's not as popular as Royal Farms. And well, probably. Well, well I don't know. No, it's pretty popular. It's not. Well, I, I don't know that it's as good I'm as Royal Farms. I'm just telling Farm. you it is. I don't think it's as good okay, as Royal Farms. Okay, but it's Farms. not. 
You keep saying that. <laughs> you don't have any clue. Well, there's a very popular convenience store, so popular, in fact, that they purchase the advertising on the seats courtside at Carver Hawkeye Arena. So okay. every seat, okay, n- every in that front row, and that every seat has the same logo on it. So okay. when you were uh, watching Fran McCaffrey have this moment, okay, every it was great advertising for this one particular company because every seat. Now I'm going to show you this. This is the image, of course, of Fran McCaffrey, right? Okay, and if you. Just so happen to like zero in on one of the courtside seats, you'll see the name of the company. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it is not. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. That's that a Photoshop. Is the name of the company. <laughs> That's worse than Dicks. <laughs> it's. I actually agree. <laughs> like, I mean, when they Dick, made when they Dicks invented, is actually named after a guy named Dick. When they invented Dicks, <laughs> right. everybody was like, "Dude, come on! Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not really going to go to our friends and this say." Is a straight, look again. Look down in the corner. You will see that every seat oh my is God. <laughs> features the logo come on. of a company called Come and Go. K U M and Go. Come and Go. Who does that? Who invents that name and, again, and thinks it's okay? It's it's not like there's one location. They're the Royal Farms of the Plains, of that part of the Midwest. They're everywhere. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. And I wish I could get to an age where I didn't giggle every it's time. It's like I saw South it. Carolina giving in 20 years ago and just putting and just on putting it on the hats. Yeah, 100. South yeah. Carolina for a long time didn't like that. You know that history, right? South Carolina didn't like yeah, the, the, the shortened bridge. Some you know older white guy said, "This is not what we're. This isn't what we stand for." And a billion other younger people. Well, were I think like, a lot of fathers of twenty-year-olds who girls who were at the school well, didn't like about? their daughters walking around with <laughs> what are you, what are that you shirt. About? I, I don't think I'd like Lucy walking in with that shirt. But now South what Carolina if, gave. What if she was offered well, a full a scholarship? Well, we're good there then. Yeah. But right. but now South Carolina gave in and said, "Well, I because it was will print them. You were giving away marketing yeah, dollars. Right. I understand that. Uh, um, I can't believe there that. are. I'm trying to see. Are how you many sure locations. that's not Photoshop? There are 400 locations in the Midwest. Now, if you and I were yeah. really. If we were really juvenile, oh. we could do the whole rest of. The, <laughs> We've never done that. Before. We could do the whole rest of the show on this. Thousand percent, we could. But we don't. But we're, we're going to talk about Lamar. Oh, that's what, is that what we're going to do? Is there more to say about it? There's something I'm missing. I can't get over yeah. that, oh, dude. Every time, every I time, I can't help myself. I can't, I can't help myself. I wish that I could reach an age where I didn't giggle every time I saw it, but I'm never going to reach that age. Every time, I'm going to giggle uncontrollably. When Caitlin Clark hit that buzzer beater the other day. All I could think about as they were showing the replays was come and go. I couldn't. I can't help myself. I can't Are you, help no, myself. Let me ask you this. It's definitely not coom, right? No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're Swedish or something. Come and Go is a convenience store chain, primarily located in the Midwestern United States. The company started by William A. Krause and Tony S. Gentle, based in Des Moines, Iowa, operates 400 stores in 13 states, primarily in its home state of Iowa. But you don't know for sure that it could be Coom. No, I do know. It's been. It's come up a lot. This. This is not the first time that I have gone down this rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> if you think this is the first time I've spent time with. Come and go. You'd be wrong. <laughs> I have spent a lot of time on this particular topic over the years. Mm. It's one of the more fascinating things I've ever dealt with. So what I was going to tell you is, and mm. I, I, mm. I, I don't want to get in trouble. This is and terrible. I'm, I'm not going to say. This is awful. So <laughs> why is it awful? This is part of what's wrong with our country. Is it? 
Just call it Bob's. <laughs> What's the guy's first name? Uh, the guy's names were William A. Krause and Tony S. Gentile. Just Gentil. call it Krause's. <laughs> they didn't want to call it that. <laughs> they wanted to call it come and go. Call it Krause's. Tell you, man. This is the problem with our country. Uh, we're poisoning these kids. Uh, how did how did come and go get its name? Oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> we're, we're doing it. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> well, I'd rather do this. I'm talking <laughs> about I mean, what are we gonna do? If talk you want to know Lamar the truth, uh, talk about the golf tournament. Um, okay. oh, here we go. Oh my god! Kraus and Mr. Gentle wanted a name that would symbolically represent the two families' partnerships. Wait a second. This is Whoa. so great. Kra- Hang on a second. Kraus and Gentle. Starts with K and G. <laughs> Each family member brainstormed possible company names. The family used the combination of the first letter of each name, K and G. Okay, so create. no problem. Um, how about kite and gather? <laughs> <laughs> how about we do or that? just K and G. Probably would have. Correct. Probably what was wrong with that? Or... If you were looking, maybe you spell com K O M E. Correct. Maybe that would have been a better way to Correct. go about doing maybe. it. Maybe. I'm still going to go with kite and gather. Oh, but, but, but yes. Adopted in 1975. It was a different time then. <laughs> Just K and G is what? perfect. You, you were probably smoking weed under the bleachers at Glen Burnie in 1975. Oh, no, you no. were graduated by 1970. No, I was graduating in 81. I wasn't uh, doing that. Yeah, I was at Marley right. doing yeah, that. Great point. Marley yeah. Junior High School. Yeah. Don't. Just call it K and G. Somebody said they call it uh, ejaculate and evacuate. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't have. I feel like yeah, this now, just made it so much worse. Griffin. Now, speaking of juvenile, Griffin just hopped in. <laughs> just made it so much oh worse. Oh, my Lord. This uh, is like, awful. Back, back to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> 24-7 here at Glenn Clark Radio. Drew, Lamar all the time. So you know that there's no oh, point God. to radio updates. By the way, what number will Teddy Bridgewater wear when we trade stop, him down stop, to Miami? Stop it. Stop Two? Why would no, you, we can't give him why, two. Huntley's why would, got two. Why would you take Teddy Bridgewater? I don't want him. The Ravens are going to What, are they offering him. you another first They were going to give us two, also, but he forgot the, how to get here. How funny was it when the guy was like, uh, what if they offer three first-round picks and Desmond Ritter? And I was like, well, is it four if you don't take Desmond yeah. Ritter? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll take the three, yeah. and you keep you Desmond Ritter. Exactly. <laughs> like, what in the world? It's like the Chris Davis thing when we tried <laughs> yeah, to trade exactly. him and Pedro Stroke. <laughs> we sent Davis on the plane, and they're like, yeah. We didn't ask for Chris Davis. Yeah. Like, we know, but we'll we wanted throw him in. We wanted you to have him anyway. Joy. Pedro just likes him. Trying to sweeten the pot. <laughs> like, here you go. Here you go. We'll take we'll give you three first rounds of Desmond Ritter. We love that, but keep Desmond Ritter. <laughs> well no, it's the other way. It's we'll offer you two first rounders, or if you'll take Desmond Ritter, we'll, we'll you, throw in a third. We'll give you five. <laughs> um do you put any stock at all that if this is obviously we're just doing this because we don't want to talk about Lamar. Had Tua not had all of the these head injuries, you put any stock at all that the Ravens might have swapped and and gotten a lot more for him that they would have been interested in Tua? Because that's mm. kind of the rumor I've been hearing is had Tua. Now you see, it's funny. I've heard the other side of it. I have not heard. If you're telling me that, I had not heard anything about the Ravens' interest in Tua. Now, you can do some math there and say, well, we all know where he went to school, and we know there's somebody in the building that would be very interested in Tua because of that, but I, I think the problem well, there— right. I just heard that they the that they there, softened on him once he had all these inju- head injuries. Well, I mean, I think, I think there's a question as whether or not oh, no, he no, should no. ever play oh, again. Oh, I'm not you know, in any like, way suggesting they should follow through with it anyway and, and let him and wander up here. And I think that would be the problem. Like, the problem is I didn't see— like you saw a stretch of a handful of good games from Tua, 
enough to commit to if even if well, you say he had some legitimate receivers. Bring him up here with these guys oh, yeah, we have. He'd he's stay. going yeah, of course, twelve he'd be for twenty eight. Same that right, he was sure. before. And what I would say is, I, I do like him by the way as a quarterback. I mean, these injuries notwithstanding, and I'm not suggesting he's better than Lamar. I'm saying I think he's a competent quarterback. I don't. I don't think he's great, but I think but, he's... But this goes back to my eternal He's no thing. Marcus Mariota, but... Well, you know. Yeah, right. He's no Marcus Mariota. He's, it would be wrong to label him as a stopgap. If he plays, someone will view him as a franchise quarterback. Oh, sure. I would put him on the low end Dude, of I, that. I'm telling you right now, if he doesn't get his head bashed in by the Bengals in that fifth, fourth game or whatever and doesn't get the next one, like Miami well, the, was going to be the, dangerous. The Bills thing was the my, one. That, oh, no yeah, doubt. But Miami yeah. was going to be dangerous. They were scoring a... They were, scoring, load of they were scoring a ton of points. There's no question. They were going to be dangerous. There's no question about it. It would be. I, it's a. It's almost impossible. They almost for made me it to, without him. It's almost impossible for me to have. Well, they did make it. I mean, him. Yeah. I mean, make it, make I mean, it. Like, well, they almost beat the Bills, right? Yeah. Correct. With Skylar Thompson as their quarterback, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's nice to have two wide receivers on the field that are extraordinarily good. That helps with just about anything. It's going to make you better. How much do I measure? I do want to ask you about the Alabama basketball player, by the way. We talk, yeah, we'll get there. Are you are you done with that ad nauseum? Are you good? <laughs> in the middle of when did you become this guy? Go ahead. In the middle of us talking about a topic, you're Go just ahead. like, hey, other thing too. By yeah, the right. Way. Go What's ahead. going on with you? Just, you I been, do it all the time at have home. Have you been checked which out? Which is why I sleep with the couch. Sleep on the couch. Yes. Have you had like a? Yes. Has somebody looked at your brain recently. Yes. I'm starting to get worried. Yes, they have, and they've said you got some problems. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to the story I was going to tell you, which is we all know that updates in radio are garbage now. There's no like, there, why do them? There's two things. You record one, them at five thirty yes. in the morning. By noon, they're they're abolished. That's part of the problem is that they stopped doing them live. Once upon a time, they did them live, and also nobody attends. I'm Jerry Coleman. Now, if you could get Vic the Brick to do all of them, then we're talking. Then it's a right? win. Like that's worth something. Then it's a win. But there is no point to updates in radio other than we used to sell them for money, and some radio stations still make some money for doing them, so they. To your point, say to a, you know, somebody who's not a broadcaster, go in at 5 a.m. before you've got to run the board for the show and re- record a bunch of updates that can run until noon. Right. So at 11 a.m., they're talking to you about, here's what happened three days ago because they don't know what's going on because they're not there. Updates stink. Someone who was doing updates recently on our radio station literally did this as an update. The Baltimore Ravens continue to wait, wait decision on what they'll do with Lamar Jackson. There's a March 7th deadline as a part of an update. That was I would part say of to you, update. I would submit to you that there is a possibility. Yes. That there's been some sort of station-wide memo circulating. That you have to, 100%. That says, but that's where we're at. If you run out of things to say. You just keep saying no news. Just keep saying. Just say no. Lamar. You're correct. I don't, man. You, I mean, if you were having a slow day, if, if I'm ever having a slow day on the golf radio show, all I have you'll to just switch no, over. All I have to oh, say is something about Tiger or correct. Live. Or live. Yeah. yeah right. Well, Tiger. I, I understand that. Is Tiger I, the best ever? Right. And you, then I can get through the last 45 minutes. I absolutely. When we, we had to come on after the Maryland game last week, so I said. I don't know if I have it in me today. I almost did the thing that you did, where I said, we're not doing it at all. I swore, like, we'll do it in the first hour. We're not doing any more of it. I'm coming up with topics. We are having a show I just had that is six not, guests. Yeah, that well, is five, not related. You, include Coach Clatchy falling asleep while he was on the air with oh, me. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> that's 
<laughs> hey Pat, he's a busy man. You hey know? Pat, he's got a lot I know going it's eight thirty, but he's got a need, lot going on. Need man. a little. He, yeah. By the way, Bob Huggins, yeah. Chatterbox. Oh God, Compa- comparatively. What happened to Pat? I like. I don't Pat. know. He's a good guy. I like him. They got Coward all Friday night. They're gonna. I don't even want to get into that. This is not. So be, it, is not this, this is the Catholic League. Yeah. Well, St. Francis is just going to win that, too, right? I think St. Joe will beat him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, right. I don't want to call what happened the other day a fluke. Mount St. Joe's better than St. Francis. St. Right. Francis defended them well, hung in there, got a couple buckets with them. You know, Mount St. Joe's the best team. Did you go? I did not. Okay. All right. All but right. they're the best team. All right. Mount St. Joe's the best team. Um, I, I said, first hour, no more. No more. We'll do it until 4 o'clock, and then we're not talking about it. I wish we had a tape of the Bob Huggins thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. I could try to do it for you if you'd like. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember you called, and you had to get to his secretary. And I remember you came oh, in, man. and you said, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. Because I was all excited. I'm like, yeah, Bob Huggins. Bob freaking a, Huggins. The future Hall of Famer. They're playing right? Morgan State. I remember yeah, they were playing correct. Morgan State. The tournament. And you came walking in, and you said, uh-huh. I don't know if you're going to like yeah. this one. I don't know. And after about the fifth minute, I said, well, Coach, yep. it was great catching up with you. And you came in, and you're like, <laughs> Dude, you you just did five minutes of Bob right. Huggins. I'm like, correct. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I, I get I it. There I was nothing fo- more. There was nothing more to be. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Coach, you know this Morgan State team's kind of interesting, right? They they were five and seven at one point in the MEAC, and then they won their last six, and then they stormed through the tournament. And they've had some pretty good individual performances. That uh, that Jackson kid is a hell of a player. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I hit the mic, I hit the mute button so that I could laugh. Yeah. And I looked over at you, and I'm giving you the finger. I'm like, thanks a lot I for mean, this. Yeah, like, I knew. Right. Like, I knew that Bob Huggins was going to suck. Like, I so, knew Coach, that. do these kind of games worry you at all where you are clearly, as the two seed, like you're clearly the favorite. You don't really have a lot of you, – you haven't seen Morgan State. It's not like you would play them ever. You know, this is, this is the kind of game that would probably worry you, right? Yeah, I don't know. That was really his answer. Oh, my I God. I swear to God. Dude, it was horrendous. I swear to God. <laughs> he was it chewing was, something, too. He was, like, eating, like, an apple pie or so something. so bad. It was so ungodly. Well, I know. Uh, I know so the, maybe the worst. I know the, the Bakeman guy is a good coach. I do know that. You mean yeah. you mean Bozeman. <laughs> so no interest in doing Like, eventually, coaches just stopped doing these. Like, it got to a point where you just, I, like, whoever, we wouldn't do that at this point because coaches just said, I don't care to do these. I'm not going to do them anymore. Yeah, just call my yeah, assistant right? exactly or the manager. Right. Exactly right. That's I got a I, I got a fifth year grad student. And barely manager. get coaches to do um, uh, pregame. By the way, I did I did a lacrosse game from a locker room this weekend. Straight shoot. Did you really? <laughs> they hired me to do the Temple Princeton women's lacrosse game. Oh, drove from up, the women's locker drove room. Drove up to Philly. Okay. <laughs> drove up to Philly. Right. They said park at the the basketball arena. Okay. And I like I hadn't been there in a long time. I'm like maybe the okay the stadium the, the right chorus the center or whatever yeah, it's the called. Yeah, center. I get there. Okay. There's there's no lacrosse field anywhere near there. I said I call. I'm like, hey, where am I going? They said, well, just come down to the loading dock. I said, oh my god. What loading dock? You're gonna remember this one day when you're doing when you're doing the Big Ten <laughs> yeah, game yeah, the of the Big week. Ten game of the week. He said, "Well, the arena loading dock." I said, "What?" Oh my god! I said, "Yeah, come on down to the arena loading dock." I walk down. They say, "We're gonna walk you over to the women's volleyball locker room, and you can call the game off a monitor from there." I said, "Where hey, was the game?" I drove up to. It was in Phila. It was at the Temple's lacrosse field. Is not near. The, I guess the camp. Well, why? Like why couldn't you go side. there and do it, Drew? This is. 
So how I, did it go? I only want to say so many things. Is I would like to be invited back. So how did point. it go? I, I I hope it went okay. I mean, it's tough, man. I've done monitor games. I did it for DC United for a little while. That how do you do if, that? If you though? ever wanted to hear a terrible broadcast, so when when I was doing DC oh, United wow. off the monitor, the monitor like I was in a radio studio, so at least here the monitor was right in front of me, right? Imagine being in the 105.7 studio. There only being one of those three screens up. You still you can't sit close to it. You have to sit on the opposite side of the studio, and it's a soccer match that you're calling on the radio. Atrocious. I mean, all like, those games they did during COVID where they were sitting no, at the... Was, they were horrendous. Awful. Like, just awful. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Terrible, that's terrible. insane. All right. We are going to talk some college basketball next. Rand, were you there at when they played the NCAA tournament in Baltimore? I was. In 1995. Randolph Childress is going to join us next. Oh, I was there. Uh, Wake Forest. Let me see legend. if I can give you the teams. Let me, let me think about it. Mm-hmm. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest. Uh-huh. That's o- for sure. Oklahoma State. Those Sp- are the two that I absolutely remember. Wake Forest and Oklahoma State. Yep. Definites. Yep. St. Louis was a definite. Uh, St. Louis was the ninth seed, yes. They were a definite. Um, Wait a second. Yeah, okay. That works. St. Louis was there. Yes, because it was yes, I had, yes, the 8, I 9. Friends it was the 1, 16, 8, 9, 4, 5, 12, and 13. Yes. I had. Um, All right, we got to do this quickly because we got to get a break. Come on. Wake Forest, Oklahoma State, St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. Um, Come on. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Seton <laughs> Hall? No. Okay, go ahead. Alabama was the five don't, seed. Don't remember that. Minnesota was the eight seed. Do remember that. Uh, Penn would be the twelve seed. Oh. Drexel was the thirteen oh seed. Oh my gosh. So they really zeroed in on Philadelphia. Right. And North Carolina and T. Okay. Be the 16th gotcha. Seed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Randolph Childress is going to join us next. What's he talking to us about? We'll talk some Maryland. Talk some college basketball. I don't know if you know. There's a tournament coming up soon. I, I just didn't know like what the synergy was with Randolph Childress just, and just reaching out to folks we know who do college basketball. Drew. Okay. It's an exciting Take time. Take it easy. Some of us still have to fill time. <laughs> some of us still have responsibilities. He's a whiz. <laughs> You're over there, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Live golf. What do you? Come on in here and we'll talk about. Tiger the best ever. We'll do that. 410. 583. We'll do that instead. Uh, today's show brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers, where right now baseball betting is here, and you can bet as little as $20 with Caesars and get a $100 instant bonus bet credit, along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now for your shot at winning big. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our Winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at pressbox sports stan the fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors the costas inn and everybody around baltimore knows the costas inn is a great place to go and grab crabs steaks salads soups whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here on GCR, Drew Forrester is here. If you've not picked up the print issue of PressBox yet, it is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. So you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Gunnar Henderson is on the cover. Of course, top prospect in all of baseball. Favorite to be American League Rookie of the Year. And go get that right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations Better get this town. pitching fixed. I mean, because of what you've seen during spring training, what, what you haven't seen. We got clobbered. During spring Two days in a row. What did you bet? What did you bet on? <laughs> the, I, had the no over. I had the over yesterday. Well, then you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, right? What are you worried about? <laughs> what are you worried about? Um, yeah, go get that print issue of Pressbox right now. Uh, you saw this man play in Baltimore once upon a time. Our next guest, of course, a Wake Forest Back legend. when we were all younger. Uh, in 1995, the last time that the city of Baltimore has hosted an NCAA tournament. Which is amazing. Admittedly, with the building, they're hoping that they're going to change that in the coming years. That is a priority, right. I know, for the, the city and for the arena staff. But this man was in Baltimore. You now see him on ESPN and the ACC Network, and you hear him on SiriusXM with the field of 68. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back to the program Randolph Childress, who's with us now here on GCR. Randolph, it is Glenn, it is Drew, it is great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, man, I'm glad you guys are having me. How you guys doing? Do you have any memories at all of being in Baltimore? It was like a seminal – for basketball fans in this area, 
everyone claims to have been there when you guys were there and big country Bryant Reeves in Oklahoma State. Do you have any memories at all about playing at the Baltimore Arena in 1995? That was the first round, right? Yes, it was. If I'm not mistaken. First and I second think rounds, we played so. A&T, A&T, and I think ding, St. Ding. Louis was the second ding. team that we That's pretty good, man. That's a hell of a memory, bro. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> I didn't play in the game either. That's bro. a hell of a memory, man. Well done. Um, obviously you weren't from like that far down the road. So like, can I guess that you had a bunch of uh, a family and friends that were there for those two rounds in Baltimore? That's why I remember it so vividly trying to fight and get tickets from everybody. Like, Hey, use your ticket, use your ticket, use your ticket. So I, <laughs> I'm probably bu- bummed about 25 tickets to get all my family in that well, game. But I do remember that. Well done, man. That is great stuff. Um, Randolph, as we're getting closer to the NCAA tournament, obviously we're very excited up this way because um, it, it feels like something's happening. And I don't know that Maryland's got to run a deep NCAA tournament run in them. They've, they've barely won outside of College Park this season. But how impressed are you in what a new head coach has done with no time to recruit, a thin roster, and you know, not very good at they have hitting. seven players. Correct. And, and let's be honest. And and, right. and the seventh only emerged in the last couple of weeks. Right. Patrick Emilian. Right. Um. And you know, they're not a very good three point shooting team, other than the Northwestern game the other day where they couldn't miss. Uh, how impressed are you with what Kevin Willard has done so quickly to kind of reestablish Maryland as a program? It's it's been amazing, you know. And to be honest with you, I mean, there's a couple of coaches there that deserve Coach of the Year. He deserves some votes. I, I, I think, you know, you know, outside of Purdue and Northwestern, I don't know if there's been a better coaching job with Painter and Collins in, in the big in the Big Ten. So coming in what he's coming in and from what he was handed when he took the job, amazing job. I don't think anybody expected this. His team started out what, two and five, I think it was in the Big Ten. Uh yeah, they and turned uh, yeah, things and, around. And, and, and they and, got uh, plastered they around and they're playing good ball. Yeah, they got plastered yeah. by yeah. Michigan on the road and it, it looked like it was going south quickly uh to start big 10 play yes Randall, there's there's a projectability of this again i'm not trying to dismiss what they could do for the rest of the season but i think there's a feeling around here like if this is what you can do without recruiting and they've got they're slated to bring in a top 15 class next year uh, imagine where this program could be do, do you start to feel any of that about maryland basketball like yeah if this is the if this is the floor for what a coach can do there's real reason for optimism about them getting themselves back into major power, you know, type of prominence in the next five years or so. Oh, there's no question about it. I think everybody from the area, and also to add to that, with that recruiting base locally, you know, I don't think there's many places that year in and year out has as much talent as the DMV. So I, I, I expect it to happen quickly only because he's won everywhere he's been. His staff is great. I mean, he he just surrounded himself with great coaches, great people. And then that area, I think everyone's excited to get Maryland back going again. You know, it's always been interesting, and I'll take you back to when you were in high school at Flint Hill. Like, it's always interesting to me how many, how how rich and how deep this area is for high school basketball, uh, you know, certainly in that area, uh, the D.C. area, and even here in Baltimore. And then how many of yeah. those kids wind up not going to Maryland right. or Georgetown or wherever, and and yet and, and then right. go try to kick Gary Williams' ass every time yeah, right. they played against him. Nobody right. in particular. That yeah, I'm right. about. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe that's changing a little, right? If Maryland continues to play like this, not only this year, but uh, Glenn mentioned the class for next year. If the, if Maryland suddenly becomes 
a top 15, top 10, top 15 program two or three years on the run. Now you're going to see maybe some current ninth graders start to look at Maryland and say, hey, I, I, I don't mind staying close to home because Maryland's so good. You see that too? I, I, to be honest with you guys, I think it's always been that way in this team right here. I mean, Jameer, this team isn't where it is if Jameer Young doesn't decide to come back home. No question. Right. right. And teams are, people are always thinking that. The problem is you can only get one. It's just a matter of can you get that one, right? Can you get the Kevin Durant? Can you get the Michael Beasley? Can you get the guys, you know, when you think about the national championship, you know, run when per- Jenkins and all those guys from the area went up to Villanova and, and won it there. Sure. Can you get that group, the championship caliber group of kids when you come out? They're always going to get kids. It's a matter of are you getting the kids uh, in that particular class. And even when I go back to my class, you were joking about that earlier, I probably end up at Maryland if it's not for the probation. Hmm. And all of us were sitting there, Dickie Simpkins, that entire like 90 Met class, which is, you know, not saying we all could have, but Moten, who's all-time lead scorer at Syracuse, and Vicky Simpkins, and all of us were sitting around at the All-Met Capital Classic, like, hey, man, we should just go right over to Maryland. And then when Gary Williams came in and they got put on probation there, he called us all and said, hey, he called me out of class, and they said, hey, we're going to get put on probation. I think you, can go somewhere, you should go somewhere else. So, um, so I, I think everybody grows up there between there and Georgetown. You're always thinking about one or the other, and particularly at that time because you were dealing with the Big East and the ACC two of the premier conferences in college basketball. He is Randolph Kildress. He is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Randolph, you brought up Jameer Young. There's a really fascinating decision that he's faced with now, right, where he has this magical year at Maryland, but because of his size, is probably not going to be on an NBA radar. And He can go through the process, and I assume that he will. And obviously we know that there's the option of, you know, trying to grind your way through the G League or, you know, going overseas and playing basketball. And for years I would always say, dude, go, go get paid to play basketball. But now NIL exists and you have the opportunity to get paid and play collegiately and he could come back for another year at home, you know, further etch himself into the history books at Maryland with an exciting recruiting class and Juju Reese likely to be back like there's there's this real possibility of doing something very special. How much do you think that maybe NIL could influence this to a point where if you were Jameer Young, you would think about coming back and doing one more year at Maryland? I think it's critical for a lot of these young men. You know, depending on the, the money you can generate, why, why take a leap of faith into something that's unknown? And he's not on any draft board. He's a heck of a player. He's a heck of a talent. I've been a fan of his. I had a privilege of interviewing him a couple of weeks ago when and seeing his journey, he's fought for everything that he has. So I'm not surprised because he's always been a good player. He was just always around guards that were a little bit older, maybe, you know, just so there was so much talent on his high school, on his AAU teams and things of that nature. But that depends on the price tag. I mean, you can't, I, I said this, and I'm using another guy from the area who he played with on that AAU team was Armando Baycott. Mm-hmm. You know, Armando doesn't, you know, his intention wasn't necessarily to go back to school. But I said to him, I said, Armando, you know, you're, you're on the verge of being maybe ACC player of the year, your first team All-American, all those accolades. But if someone offers him a million or $2 million to come back or co- attend their school or go back to, let's say, Carolina, why would he not go? He, he's not slated as a first-round draft pick. There's no guarantee he's going to get that type of money anywhere else, so why not go to school? So the NIL makes it a real possibility that for someone like Jameer Young, I think it's a – it may be worth a good opportunity, a good recruiting class. Who comes in? It's a place I think can get can get players, you know, transferring in. 
And uh, that, that'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. You know, it's interesting how these times have changed, right? Like in your day, no social media. Yeah, you couldn't. You, you couldn't take free bojangles. Yeah, right. Someone. Right. No, 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 no social media. If you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to go out with a girl, you had to actually call her up on the phone and talk to her. Like, um, but th- seriously though, this this era right now that these kids are in, I know, I know, there's still people that aren't happy about the whole NIL thing and the kids getting paid and all that. I get that, but it's in and it's happening. And to me, it's an incredible challenge for these young men and women to navigate this all this landscape and balance all of this and still go to class, still play good basketball, and they have all these other things at their disposal that they would be foolish to ignore, right? Like, I mean, you, you, you've got to try to take advantage of it no matter what year you are. And I just think it's, you know, I know the times have changed, man, but it's an incredible challenge for them and they're to be – applauded for doing it all and still playing at the level they play, whatever sport, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's time. We have to face it. Like you said, there's a lot of people that are complaining about it, and they shouldn't. There's there's millions of dollars changing hands, and it's great to see some of these athletes getting getting to be, you know, getting a piece of the pie, so to speak. The only thing that I would I would want to happen is, there'd be more education and more support and for everybody to remember that we're dealing with kids. The only thing that I'm not a big fan of is, you know, we, we you never want to tell a young man or a young woman, hey, you're not going to be in the NBA. You know, even for a young woman, WNBA is hard. There's not a lot of teams. There's not a lot of rooms on rosters. And for, for young guys in general, there's not a player in high school or player in college basketball right now that's ready to help Golden State Warriors win the championship this year or the Lakers or the Clippers. The veteran teams are like, you, they, they're not, you can't help them. So the patience for them, they're just sending you right to the G League to say, hey, you got to learn how to get, you know, physically grow, mature, get yourself ready. So uh, I think the biggest thing is just maybe the only thing i like to change, i say, is maybe we got to get agents and everything out of locker rooms and get somebody to help mediate all that. Right now, no one really wants to really be involved in it. Coaches and everybody are like, look, I'm, I, I don't want to deal with it. Coaches don't want to deal with it then you're leaving that to the outside people. And I just wish everybody in the league and everyone would get involved in a decision instead of everybody just focusing on their own entity because the only people that suffer when this happens are the wrong decisions is, is the kids. You just want them to have the right information and, and the right knowledge so they can be informed information so they can make the right decision. Uh, Randolph Childress, before we let you go, I always like to get to this part of the year and try to get this question. If I told you you had – to pick who was going to win the national championship, how many teams would you need? Like well, what besides Wake. Well, I don't know about that. What would be the number of teams? <laughs> if I said you can have 10 teams, you can have 20 teams, what number would you need in order to feel confident that you would be naming the national champion within that group of teams? I don't know if I'd say 10. I mean, I think it's Alabama, maybe Houston, Kansas, um, oof. You think it's a small UCLA, group? UCLA. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Arizona, I do. I think it's six I think it's six to maybe 18 beyond that. I think someone can get high to make a final full run, but to actually win it, um, you know, I don't know. I may throw Marquette in there. There's a couple of teams as you get into this tournament. You know it's just about playing good basketball at the end of the year. I, I don't. I think there's a lot of parity. I think there'll be a lot of teams upset because you don't want to be a, a, a two or three seed and then you got to play Carolina 
in the second round or the tournament or something like that or the first round. Like, you know, that, that's what you're about to have here. So uh, I think there's a ton of parity, but I also think that the, the, the cream will rise to the top, so to speak. So I don't think there's 10 or 15 teams. Uh, I think in the end, uh, I think there's probably about six, six to eight teams that I think have a legitimate shot at cutting down the nets. And it, it feels weird this year. I said this to somebody yesterday. We were talking about the Big Ten, trying to kind of handicap, just goofing around talking about the Big Ten tournament. I'm like, I feel like there aren't any great teams in the Big Ten. I feel like it's a weird year. There's, there's one alien player on, on the right, roster at Purdue, right, right. and that's everybody and, else. And even then, they've been good recently, but they haven't been great. Like I feel, And I feel that way... Right. I feel that, and, and, and that's not meant to disparage any of the good teams. Like, that's not meant to take a shot at Northwestern or Maryland or, 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 or uh, Purdue. just doesn't feel like, in the past, it always feels like, hey, there's two or three really, really good teams in the Big Ten and two or three really, really good teams in the SEC. And I feel like, I, I, I think you, you hit right on it. I think you could take 10 or 20 of these teams and any of them could win. And I, I don't feel... I think this is as as much of a coin flip as it's been in a long time, to me, going into the tournament. I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I think again, the we talk about the the problem I'm struggling with, like everyone else, is just trying to figure out the net system of getting the right teams in right now. Uh, I, I think I don't think anyone gets that. And you mean you're, after you're they get North Carolina in? Right? Yeah. You mean <laughs> you, you mean after they squeeze North Carolina and Kentucky in? Yeah, you <laughs> Listen, you you and I both know they're getting in, right? <laughs> no, no. So let, let's make no mistake about that. No. I think we'll be the only ones not surprised when that actually happens. No doubt. <laughs> uh, that's why you heard me reference them earlier today. But I, I think sometimes at the bottom half of these leagues, when teams aren't winning as well, you can't just you know like just a week ago, Ohio State was still having a chance to get in. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, they're four and freaking right. 14 that lost four, 14 or 15 games. And right. then they're a bubble team. It's like, no, the big center's is not that strong. Uh, Texas tech last night going in, they're like, Oh, there's a bubble team. I'm like, stop it. They're five and 11. I'm like, what are they playing in the NBA Pacific division? They're playing the warriors. They're playing the sun, the Lakers and the Clippers. Like who's in the that's, league for it to be that that's the way people are talking about the big 12 this year, right? Like, well, you know what everybody else is, just gets in. Here's the funny part about like, and I'll use Carolina. They're a really good example of this. It, Carolina may sneak in and oh, they can you, make a run, hundred percent. Right, and here's the thing: if you drew them in the tournament, you'd be like, eh, I don't know that we want that one. No, you can. Everyone can say what they want. I think that's why people are complaining about it because if they squeak, if they squeak in, right, and they get an they they get an eleven seed right now. I mean, that, that's like you think a, a team that's projected, let's say like Northwestern or something. You think they want to see Carolina in the second round? No. I mean, in the first round of the no, tournament, no, no doubt, not right? A chance, not a chance. Neutral court, yeah. Neutral no, court, one off thing. Got it. No. Five days to scout you. No thanks. No bad. Hey, you don't want, want any part of that. Hey, um, last thing for me, anyway, Randolph, real quick. And this really got to me on Saturday watching Iowa and Michigan State. Um, and I, you see this all the time, right? These games. I, I realize the three point shot is part of the game, not going away. I get it. I love it. I accept it. Is there any thought at all? It's a foot too close in college now that they're so good, other than Maryland. That these kids are so good at from shooting three pointers that maybe it's time to take it halfway back to the NBA three point line. You know what? It, you can say that, but I don't think many of them are that good. Gotcha. I just think they're volume shooters. Gotcha. It's like the NBA at times. Certain guys are really good at it, but a lot of these guys they may have a good game, but they're not. I don't think there's many great 
shooting teams. Like, let's, let's go on the Big Ten. Outside of maybe what? Yeah, Iowa? Yeah, it's not a guard league. You're right. Like well, Penn State, Penn State shoots like, 40 hey, of them a game. Right. Like right. Penn State. Yes. Yes, they're really small. They, they, I mean, you, you got two teams out of the league. Right. And, and Penn State's only good because they shoot them 44 times a game. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. They, they never They're going to get them up in volume. No, no question. Right. No question. Right. So I, I don't think it's, 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 it's everybody's now dialed in with the analytics. So they're more volume shooters than they are quality shooters. I get it. And, I, I'm just, I'm still know, mad. So I, I, that's it. But, I, but I agree with you. I mean, I, it would hurt. I, I wouldn't surprise me at some point in time. They push it back, but it wouldn't matter because of what Steph is doing and these NBA guys are doing and what they're shooting from. Guys are shooting from NBA range anyway. I mean, you're watching it. They're not even close to the line. They're, they're three and four and five steps. I got coaches that are, I've talked to coaches that wish their players would actually move up to the line. Right. actually shoot. Right. So, you know, it's just something we're going to have to deal with. with it. I, get, I don't think it's really going to matter. They're going to pull it from, from the parking lot because they're watching some of the NBA guys do it. I I just preferred it percentages over volume. I got it. I'm, I'm still mad because Michigan State yeah, he didn't he, cover three and a half. Michigan State is very mad about it's it. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> K- K- Caitlin Clark's range is about half, mid-court. Like, it's about half-court. Right, right, right. Nuts. Uh, at R22 right. Childress on Twitter is how you follow him. When we seeing you or hearing you next this week, my friend? I have uh, Notre Dame at Clemson oh. the last regular season game. So nice. go down and see if Clemson can figure out a way to get a win and if they can make a run and get into the tournament. You know, it's a lot of a lot on the line for those guys, so it should be a good call. There you go. Randolph Childress, this is a lot of fun, man. We'd love to do this again down the road. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. I right, man. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great show. Thank Talk you. Jeez. Randolph Childress with the Surin Halfway GCR. now forgiving him for not going to Maryland. Halfway. I hadn't done the math about that. I'm halfway. <laughs> Man, he was a hell of a player. He was he really was a good. hell of a player. He was great in that tournament in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his friends and family there. He was very excited about it. Hour so I, I told you, I think I told you, but maybe I didn't. And I went into the building. Did I tell you that? I went into the oh, arena. Just the new, yeah, to see. It's unbelievable. I got it. I still need to. Now, I, to I mean, go. I say it's unbelievable, meaning the change. Yeah. Now, look, you got to remember, I, this is coming from someone who worked in the building for 17 years. I, it was a little bit, um, I don't know how to say it. It was a little bit emotional for me in mm-hmm. that it in that it's it doesn't it's look the di- same. Right. It's not the same, right. Yeah. And I worked in there for 17 years, and I, I it's definitely different, um, but it looks great. And they're really only about. I'm not an engineer, but they're seventy percent done. They're not even right. they're not even close to being all right. the way done. Right. And I would say, unless I'm wrong, they're not going to be all the way done for Springsteen and the Eagles next month. Well, that's, that's going to be a bit of a. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but may, may uh, I guess maybe they're going to put these people on twenty hours a day. But they got a lot of work to do that's, still. It's going to be a bit of an issue if they're but not. But if you haven't, uh, uh, I just, when I say if you haven't been in there, the only people that went right, this weekend the, were people yeah. for that CIAA. If, if if you haven't been in, you're you're not gonna believe it. I am. I'm in you're a, not gonna believe. I'm it. in a tough place where it's it's better than doing nothing. I still don't know how I feel about being stuck with a rectangular shape. Well, building. I think when you see it, you're. I think your opinion's gonna change a little bit. Right. Honestly, All I right. do. I think it's. I, I I don't know, and I I've always look. I was a huge proponent of a new arena when I was in the soccer business because we were selling the games out at twelve thousand and thought we could do eighteen, and we wanted a new arena. I, I don't – what would we do with a 20,000-seat building or an 18,000? Like, what would we do with it? 
I, I just don't know. Like we're not we're not getting any teams here. I don't here. know that it's what this, would we do but, with it? Well, I mean, you, it's it just would, cosmetic. You no, know, it's about trying to get the NCAA tournament. It's about trying to get these other you know more significant events. But are, are now, we going to get that? And DC isn't. Well, you're going to hope you? to rotate it. You're going to hope that if you're not going to DC one year, you're choosing to go to Baltimore because they don't go to the same cities every year. Like that's, I know that's what you're. I, hoping I think for too at many. I think there's too much power in DC for us to. But anyway, I, I, well then how would they get Springsteen? I think this like, is. You know, have you seen what happened? Have you seen what happened what? just with him in particular? No. What? I got an email. I haven't been an Orioles season ticket over for two oh, years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two years. Uh-huh. I, I missed last year. I was I had my mini plan the year mm-hmm. before, so I took off last year. Mm-hmm. And I threatened him. And um, I I got an email yesterday. The tickets went on sale at 10 o'clock. Yes. Private sale. Yes. Went on sale at 10. Yes. I got an email at 11.45. Yes. As a former season ticket holder. Oh, that said, you can buy Springsteen tickets. Okay. I went online. Yes. They were everywhere, still available, and 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 air quotes here, relatively very cheap, incredible. I ask anybody who went online yesterday. I don't know. I incredible. I, the, a buddy of mine that I said I would think about going with messaged me and said it was two hundred bucks for oh, the well, for the mid. Okay. For like well, the for okay, the two hundred level. Okay. Now I'm okay. So. That's true. Yeah. That's cheap to me for See, for at, him at a baseball stadium, right? And I'm, that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. So my wife said last night, "Well, how many did you buy?" Right. I said, "You're not going to believe it. I bought zero. Right. Now, one of the reasons I bought zero was I already have ninth row for April eighth. Yeah. So I'm I'm arena. going Correct. Or April seventh, whatever it is. Correct. So April seventh, I'm going. Right. The the outdoor I've been I've seen him at DC and up in Philly outdoor. It it's unless you're in the pit, in mm-hmm. the general admission area, mm-hmm. to me, those venues and those no, they're, are, they're, they're awful. They're, they're awful. These types of things. That's uh, just me. Thousand percent. Now, here's the deal: if you want to go, and I and I might do this in September because my daughter loves Billy Joel. Okay? okay, she loves Billy Joel. So, if I could get a couple of decent seats for Billy Joel, even if it's outside. I would take her just for the experience, right? Just to hear the music. When you go to, to me personally, when you go to a concert, you go to see the artist, not to hear the artist. I agree. And if you can't, if you're in the right field corner, yeah, what, what are we doing? What are you doing? Yep. So I was really surprised. Now, he's also in this area. Yes, he's playing in D.C. too at the baseball stadium there. Once in, yep. inside and outside. Yep. Once inside and outside here. Yep. Four times in Philly. Right. You, it's, sa- it's quite saturated. I hundred percent. And so that. yesterday, when I saw those tickets available, I'm like, he might not sell this building out. Eh, I'd be very surprised by that. There's lots of time. There's I lots know, of but time. lots of time. I hear you. But I, I, I get it. I it's hear not, you. It ain't the Paul McCartney demand because it was the only show you were going to be able to see Paul McCartney in. And why would you even go do that? Right. That's yes. Um, there we go. There's my guy. Uh, here. <laughs> And then here's the thing I think he might do from a marketing. This is the rumor floating around the Springsteen world. He is going to announce shortly that this is the last his last tour with the band. Yeah, but do you believe that? I probably do. I think he's I think he's out of gas. Uh, okay. The shows are shorter. I think he sees the writing on the wall. Yeah, okay. And I do think he'd still go to Broadway for seven hundred and fifty bucks right, a night. But, but like in two years, if he just wakes up one morning and is like, eh, I'm bored. Call the guys. The hell do you think? What I mean? What are any of them doing? I think they were going to be do a remake of The Sopranos. I think Stephen right. Van Zandt's going to be available. Well, I'm just telling you that's the rumor. <laughs> like, 
God, I've been doing a rewatch of The Sopranos recently. I rewatched it, all the Ted Lassos this week. Of course you did. <laughs> like, you discovered it last week. Like, I've watched them all. you've done. I've been doing a rewatch of The Sopranos, and every time I look at him, it, like, it is not even that Stephen Van Zandt's a great actor. He's not. He's he, just an Italian guy who fits it, a role. Essentially, it's exactly what it is. But every time you look at him, you're like, how is that him? How is that him? Right. You just forget that. Because he's a great actor. He's not a great actor. Yes. He's a great he's guitar not. player. He makes the same facial expression in every scene. Right. It's the perfect. Know, it's like, the perfect facial expression. I guess. He's a, he grew up in that. He grew up in yeah, the I Sopranos. I hear you. Right. I understand that. But every time you look at him, you're just like, this is this is very different. Very different. All right. When we come back, we got in, my wife and I are hooked on the, all of the old cold case shows. And it's a and very chick thing. No, right? but here it is. Well, you know, I said the other night we watched one the other night. It makes sense for your wife to be hooked. We were a minute that. forty in. Yeah, and, and you I said, it? "Well, I said yeah. he hundred percent did right, it." Then course. it said, "Over the next ninety minutes, you're going to learn." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? We got to go right, through ninety right, minutes right. I know when we already know you yeah, did it." I know the answer, and he did. It's a very chick thing to be in one, one of those shows. It's, it's super, and, super. But, chick but I love it. They stretch it out for ninety minutes. When we come back in, we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. Giving away a shirt today. Oh, would let you me rather see. Wednesday? I'm well, a medium. Now. Somebody Do you have a medium? No, you're not a medium. I know that is certainty. <laughs> What's that supposed to I don't know what you are. This is the mental health era we're in. No, we're you're to supposed it. to say to me. Hey, whatever you believe. Oh, was that yours? Yes. That was the Got one? Got my Grayson throwing gas. Gas and upgrades. We'll talk. We'll talk. Stupid. He hadn't even pitched any of the major leagues. He's a partner. Why don't you not? I'm just down on Grayson Rodriguez. That's why. What world? I feel like being on the. I feel right, like I'm right. on the two to six Sh- show. Yeah, shut Grace up. Grayson Rodriguez stinks. Just shut up. <laughs> guy stinks, man. You missed it early What's in the week. What's he done? Stop. Other than pull his lat. Stop. If you missed it early in the week, stand the fan. Charles Ross Grimsley caught up with Rick Dempsey. You can find it right now. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab. YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online or Pressboxonline.com slash video. We'll come back in play Would You Rather Wednesday. That's next. Drew's here for better or for worse. It's for better. Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. There's something for everyone this February at Laurel Park. Come watch live horse racing every Friday through Sunday and join us on Saturday, February 18th for the Winter Stakes Spectacular featuring six stakes races and $900,000 in purses, including the General George and Barbara Fritchie Stakes. The fun doesn't stop there. Stick around for our Winter Mardi Gras celebration with live music, delicious food and drinks, and a carnival atmosphere. Plus, don't miss out on President's Day holiday racing on Monday, February 20th. 
Visit laurelpark.com for more info. That's laurelpark.com for more. See you at the track. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. Apparently they have come and goes even in Arkansas. John from Little Rock let us know that earlier. I, Again, I wish that I was capable of not giggling. Uh, are we sure he's all right? When he when he disappears for a minute, no. he's I, I, think, I think he just went to the bathroom. A, yeah, but he's at the age where oh, no, we got to make sure he doesn't like fall I, in. I, and I just you know a lot, things could be going wrong here. There could be some real problems. I'll whenever. give him another minute or two. I just I just want to make sure that everything's all right. All right, I just I get worried. I get worried about him. He's he's not as young as he once was. I walked <laughs> in the other office by accident, the dentist office. I'm like I'm here here to talk sports. She's like this is a dentist office, sir. You, you know you're joking, but I'm. I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> getting a little nervous. I'm good, man. I'm sharp as a tack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. George. <laughs> yeah. Baseball betting <laughs> is here. Get up to five second chance bets, up to $50 each from Point Bet, along with other great incentives. Got my app and right promos. here. Calm down. Incentives and promos. When you, you sign up at pressboxonline.com slash offers. I, I don't come to your house and chew gum. <laughs> Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers for now for your shot at winning big. You all are, you're all in on that. Point I mean, spot. I didn't. I don't bet on it. Right. I just downloaded it you to just to have see, it. See how the app worked. I understand. Oh, I got to put in a new. I got a, a new version. Well, good. We got the, you got that going for you, which huh. is nice. All right. Um, did you see what happened in the ninth inning yesterday of the Orioles game? I did. But it was better that way without those bums in there calling balls and strikes. You really did lose some money on this yesterday. I love it's it. a tough day I for love you. It. Uh, yeah, the the Orioles were trailing the Pirates it. seven to four after eight and a half innings, and because the game was being hosted by the Pirates, that means that the game was over. But why is that? Oh, oh, you're saying because of the top of the ninth. Yes, they wanted to play the bottom of the ninth, even though the so, game was over. So this being spring training, and considering that results are irrelevant, the only point of this is to get guys some work and to look at some guys. The two managers said, "Yeah, we." We'd like to play the bottom of the ninth inning. The umps were gone. And the umps were like, yeah, the game's over. We're out. See ya. I love it. So they departed, and the Orioles and the Pirates just kept playing. Just went ahead and played the ninth inning and called their own balls and strike. I love it. <laughs> it's like what we used to do in basketball. You call your own All foul. Right. Where are you with the pitch clock? I get it. I understand it. I, I totally get it. I think that 15 seconds seems... Two seconds too short for me. Eight seconds seems two seconds too short, but I get it. Feels rushed. Um, but I understand. You 
at some point you had to come up with a number. I'm sure they had some data nerds sit in a room somewhere with a, you know, with their green tea and say, well, let's figure out what the time should be. 15 and 8 seems too quick to me, but I do understand you have to have it. And, you know, they'll settle into it. And, and my guess also is that at some point, if these goofs um, alter a game, the umps, because of it, that Major League Baseball will eventually say, hey, it's okay in the third inning if you're, if you're going to hold them their feet to the fire. But in the bottom of the eighth or the top of the ninth, take it easy. That, that's what I think will happen. I, I think over time it will settle in and it'll be good. I think you're right with the flip side argument being don't decide a game. If if it's a rule, it's got to be a rule, uh, right? Like it, it they it, could call holding on every play. Yes, there's something I I understand that, but they but also, I get why they, they're doing it. But they don't they don't only not call holding on plays in the fourth quarter. They but I, I get not, why they're doing it. I would the the idea. We I talked to our friend. I totally um, understand. I talked to our friend Steve Johnson about this the other Gavin day. Gavin Sheets loves it, by the way. Okay, I think the players to a man, so, other than the pitcher, right. I think the players well, love it. So Steve's suggestion was that you treat it more like the NBA does with technical fouls, right? That like you don't, it's not punitive the first time. That you get something okay. like I, I would the, agree with that it's too. It's still a rule that you have to follow, but you get like three violations okay. before you get a penalty for it, and you can reset it if you go six months without a violation, whatever the number would be. You can reset it, but yeah. it also creates strategy, right? Like if you've got a pitcher that's had two violations and you're getting to the ninth inning of a close game. You might have to think about the fact that you don't want that pitcher out there, or you got to say to the pitcher, commit the violation on the first one, on the first pitch of the, you know, go in the ninth inning, commit your violation, start from a one zero count, and go from there, so you don't end up committing it in a, an actual significant spot. Right. It okay. becomes a strategy thing at that. But I point. do understand why they're doing it. I, I, I do. Do you think it's going to end up so the the first two spring training games of the year are about two and a half hours long? There has been videos that have been shared out on the internet. No, I, I, hilarious. Maybe Griffin's watching one one, one of them right now. I don't know what's going on over there. I never know what's going on over there. He's busy. He's, with well, what? We, we're running the show. With what? He's <laughs> learning. <laughs> Do, what? From two experts. Well, that, no, he's not. He's looking down at his phone doing something. Like, I'm learning like, how to you know, talk no, on radio. No, I would like for you to learn that. Go ahead. Let's get to that part. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> no, this what is do what you want for 40 do. grand? He wishes. He wish. I would. What, what do you want for forty k? This I, is what you get for forty yeah, k. Yeah, I wish. God, what I wouldn't give. Uh, it's what it's what it is. Um, no, the the moral of the story being that with this, I I think that there is a chance that this the games really do at some point you start feeling drastically different about it. Like that there is. I, I definitely felt like those first two. When you go through the sequence, it it definitely feels rushed. Now, again, what you're I said this I wrote this earlier this week. I don't really care if the games are two twenty five or two thirty. I don't care. So, to me, fifteen seconds is too quick. But if and I know it's different with the runners on base and all that. But if the games are are two thirty five and under, that's a win. Like get them get them get them six thirty start for the Orioles if right. the game's done by nine o'clock. That's a win. I I agree. Like, look, man, I don't think it's going to create bunches of new baseball fans, but I do think that it's going to make the product more palatable on a night in, night out basis. I, I, and here's what I would say. This is a story. For, this is a definitely definitely a deep dive discussion for another day. I think baseball, and I'll just shorten it to say by the by 2030, so seven seasons, eight seasons, whatever that is. I think baseball is facing a monumental change 
given what we're now starting to hear about the regional sports networks, given that this crazy amount of money these teams have been getting looks like, if you read that piece the other day, um, looks like it's drying up by 25-ish. A lot of these teams are not going to be getting that money. Um, And I think baseball is refocusing without telling us that they are on how do we get people to come to the games? We can't keep drawing 8,000 and 10,000 people on a Wednesday night. Like, how do we do this? And one of the one of the ways might be, if the Orioles and other teams do it too, one of the ways might be start them earlier in certain times of the year, get them over more quickly mm-hmm. so that Drew taking Ethan or right, Lucy right. gets home at 945. It, it all makes sense. Right. All of that makes sense. And I think... I think baseball is facing a a long-term, I think they're facing a, an interesting scenario where if this money dries up, with the, and, and it won't all dry up, but if a significant part of it dries up and 20 of these 30 teams are without a network or have incredibly reduced money coming well, in, they're, they're, they're all going to face this I'm, at some point. We've got to get more people to come to the games. We we I and I and I guess I would say that's the if we were doing an outline, the the subject of the outline is we have to get more people to come to the games. I I hear you saying that. I think it also needs to be a more palatable TV product as well. Like these these marquee May, games, maybe sure that they're trying to get you to the Sunday night game. The ones sure. that have real dollars attached to them, they need those to go. They they can't be four hour slogs either, right? They got to get people to watch. I saw those something games. about a maybe three weeks ago, and I don't even remember where I saw it. I just remember I read it. And I'm like, tons of interesting points in this thing. One of the, and and the guy grandfathered in like four stadiums. I want to say he grandfathered in Fenway, Wrigley. There were two other weird, oddly configured stadiums, and I forget what they might have what they were. Anyway, this guy's idea was every stadium's dimension should be the same. I've thought about this for it, it's it's absurd. And, and he said, right? He said, and he used Baltimore as an example. He's like, everybody in the everybody in baseball knows why the Orioles did what they did. Yes, and 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 to the degree that that they did that, it worked for them. Yes, but what it also did is it might not have made the product better. And and he, he said, well, forget they, about like, winning and losing. Right. If you want to watch guys hit home runs, if you want to get right. right. So his argument was every stadium should be three forty seven down the left field line. Right. Every team stadium furthest dimension should be four oh seven. Like he had all this data. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, these are the four stadiums where th- that configuration wouldn't work. I think Oakland's was one okay. and because of the because it's – Well, they're not going to be there. 60 longer, years. So, right, right, right. So – Well, um, in Boston it wouldn't work. Uh, that's what he said. Fenway, right, Wrigley, right, Oakland right, might have been the other one. I forget right. what the uh, – there were four. He's right. like, these four you can't do anything about other than build new stadiums. These others should all be configured to have the exact same dimensions. And they should all be made – to create more offense was his mm-hmm. word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets to your that gets back to your thing of on a Sunday night. Do you want to watch the Cardinals win nine to seven or two to one? Right. If you're watching the game, well, I would say that the average person would probably prefer run scored. Would probably prefer action. I, I and would. What comes along with that is the game's going to be a little bit longer. R- right. And also, what what but comes? Can, can you do both? Can you both keep the game to a reasonable amount of time and have offense? Because the problem is when you're doing a two-one game right. that takes four hours. You know, like right. you're trying to do both things somehow. And, and I, I think I, soccer has gone through this. You know, I mean, obviously, in indoor, we we changed the size of the goals three now two times at least, maybe three. I think 
outdoor soccer has gone through this dispute, not dispute, uh, they've gone through this conversation a lot over the years. How do we make the games 6-4 instead of 2 nothing? Or one nothing. Right. Like, how right. do we do it? Right. Now, hockey went through that for a little while. Like, where the goal, and, and, the goalies were insane. Right. And, and now, well, now you know what the biggest argument is in hockey now is the size of the pads that the goalies wear. Right. That's why you're seeing right. this. You know, you're seeing this argument all the time about get the goalies to wear the pads that Ken Dryden used to wear. The games would be seven to five instead of four to two that's or fair. three to one. Yeah, that's fair. And I think baseball is is sort of going through the same thing in the same way that NFL creates all these rules to benefit the offense there are never any rules created to benefit the defense right all the rules are, com- are right are, are created and, and there never will be again right yeah. so baseball they we, want to get rid of another one they want to get rid of the hip toss or something like that moving forward they want to get rid right. of everything the, the, that you can do to tackle the jalen hurts thing right yes um so anyway i i i don't know i i think the 635 thing is a really good idea i do get the pitch clock thing and the and the the batter's clock thing, I get it, I get it. What I don't want is to see a game or two decided on what I would consider to be a minimal kind of infraction. That's all. I get it. I get it. I understand that would be it would be a, I think the six thirty five thing is I really portrayed good. the scenario where like we're all sitting there on opening day and Adley Rutschman's at the plate with the Orioles trailing by a run and the base is loaded in the ninth inning and, and he takes eight right. point six seconds. And the, we would be we would no lose doubt. our minds. And, and also remember this too, as as it relates as as life changes in our world. In the old days, and what I mean by old days is eighties and even nineties, I guess, but in the old days, you you the game was at seven oh five or seven thirty five in Baltimore on a Wednesday night. You um as the and I'll just say as the dad, the moms can take them too, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You as the dad, you work from nine to five. You cleaned up your desk at 4.55, and you got everything straight, and you walked out at 5, you punched out at 5 o'clock. You got in your car, you drove home, you got home at 5.37, you uh, took your shoes off for a minute, you read the paper, and at 6.20, you said, hey, boys, let's go to the game. Yep, yep. The the world has changed, man. People, I, I, I realize there are still jobs that function by the time clock, and I get it. If you work at Target, you go in at nine, you punch out at three, you got a time. I get yeah, it, but it's not. But for the most part, correct. it's changed. People's lifestyles have changed. I had someone pitching recently the idea that like, may, like that the NBA and NHL and major college basketball should experiment with like once or twice a year doing an afternoon game, not just on holidays, like just. Like baseball does it regularly, right? Like, right. why not mess around? Right. But people now if, don't. Uh, people work, so when I say this, right, don't get me wrong. People don't work the same that they worked twenty five years ago. If you want to, if you want to take your kid to the baseball game, you just leave at four o'clock. Correct, and you <laughs> might be more inclined. And you might not even be in the office anymore. You might be more inclined to go downtown because of COVID. Right, because of COVID. You might be more inclined to go downtown at three in the afternoon than you would be at night. Well, like there are not even, and not even about that. Like you're doing the the safety thing. Right. I'm saying that, like for me, once I'm home, I'm home. I'm home. Right. That I'm just of that age now. I'm not going home now. Part of it is I live further away from everything at this point in my life. But once I go home, I'm home. Right. Whereas if you present it, like we do it all the time with my father, where there's a late afternoon game somewhere, we say, Look, we'll take the kids to the baseball game today. It would be a great day. And to the take other them. thing, and, and, and I know they never would do this, but I've been saying this for decades. The other thing is they just play too many games. And that's another issue. That if they could get this thing into the 120, 120 to 130 range, mm-hmm. it would be way better off, in my opinion. 
I, I, Way I, better. I have agreed with that for a while. And I get the whole history, data, and, all that. But, but it's but, also the other side, which is they're, they're in but it's their money. mind, they're giving up. Well, sure, exactly sure, sure. Right. It's money. I they're mean, giving if, up. If they're getting $25 million a year from the TV network, yep. they're, now they're only going to get $18 million a year. I, I get it. It's uh, money. By, by the way, I wrote this week that the solution for baseball with this regional sports network thing is what I, – I don't know if you've looked at any of what the MLS did with Apple this weekend. It's they've, They have completely changed the game. The, the, the solution is right there in front of you. To let the teams do it? No, no. Are the teams doing MLS it? MLS took every – got said to all the teams, we're taking it all in-house now. Okay. They're, they're the NFL now. Okay. Except they're all doing it all through Apple. Okay. You either pay a flat fee. Actually, half the games are free. Okay. But then they are still able. Half the games aren't free, so they get all the fans to pay a flat fee for their Apple Plus subscription all year long. And then they farm out national broadcasters to go to each game each weekend. Right. So there's one broadcast. Then on the feed, they allow you to take the local. So DC United now moved Dave Johnson doing radio. Saw that. Right. And so if you pull the game up on Apple, you have the choice of watching the national broadcast or watching the game with Dave so Johnson's broadcast. It costs you what? Uh, I want to say it's $10 a month, something okay. like so, that. So think about this, yes. right? If that were baseball, mm-hmm. I'm already giving these creeps over there $5 a month or seven fifty a month. That's going away. No, no, no. I'm yeah. saying right. I'm already right. doing that. I just right. don't know that I'm doing it right. until I look at my bill. Right. Correct. And it says seven fifty yeah, for re- regional, regional sports, sports, and you're like, this yep. is insane. I don't uh-huh. want it. This was always my neighbor's yes. complaint next door to yes. me. 65-year-old male and female that live next door to me yep. that never once in their life put Watch the games the on. game. Exactly right. Got dinged every month seven fifty. dollars capable. Yep. Right. Now, the people that want to buy... Yep. MLS or Major League Baseball, buy it. Yep. And if you don't, don't. Nope. It's as simple as that. Right. Now, baseball, the only difference is the top market teams won't go for it because they're not doing a revenue share. So you still have to create a scenario where you can sell local advertising into the broadcasts. You still, like, you, you can't just say. But isn't that the honorable way to do it? Right. And I know, isn't it? But they're not going to do it the honorable way because <sighs> they can't get the owners of the big market teams to get on board with that. They'll right. never do that. But it can still be. But you it's, can still it's overcome more work it. for them, right? But you can overcome it by saying we're going to take everything in house, but we're going to still sell local advertising dollars into our MLB TV broadcast. So everything is now available post. Look, the cable's going away. We all know cable's going to be gone in a couple of years. So you get ahead of that. You say this is where you're going to watch baseball games now moving forward. But you say to the Yankees, yes, it's going to mean the end of no fun intended. Yes, right? Like that's going to be gone. But you'll still have the opportunity within these broadcasts. We're going to give you the chance to you sell. Can still your, sell your car dealer ads, and so that money that you make because yours. You yours. Have, it's still going to be there. Right. We're just going to give you a different way about going. MLS done is is a game changer. I poked at it over the weekend just out of like when I remember when I heard about it. I was it was one of the things where I'm like this sounds stupid. Why would you get rid of local broadcasts? It doesn't make sense. Until I saw it and I said, oh, right. This is how we watch the NFL. It's all right there. You just click over one click, and everything is right there for you to be able to watch every game at all times. It makes all the sense in the world, and it is exactly the blueprint to me. I wrote about it for PressBox this week for baseball moving forward and how they handle this, to your point, with the regional sports network disaster they're dealing with with the uh, bankruptcy for the Diamond Sports Group and Bally Sports or you know the Sinclair issue that they're dealing with. I think it's a slam dunk. They solved the problem that way. All right, you got to go. Uh, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. You said you got to be yeah, up at 11.30, right? I got stuff to do. Um, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday They reduced this week. me here from two hours to 90 minutes anyway. Yeah, well, I heard what they did to you. You're not on again this Sunday, are you? On? Yeah, I am. 
I better be. No, Maryland's playing at noon. Oh, I'm not on this week either? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you told me that. I would have been buzzing. You've got to start looking at a schedule. They email it every week. You You have to look at the schedule at some point. You've got to do it. I can't do this every week for you. I'm not capable of it. You've got to look at the schedule, man. You sure? There's a schedule. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, do I still get paid? Man, I don't know. I have no idea how this works. That's between you and them. I don't think I do. Well, you might want to take it up with them then. See if there's another hour available hey, for Chuck. you to do this show. Yeah, right. Chuck, what are you doing to the star here? All right, chill. <laughs> chill over there. Here we go. Today for Would You Rather Wednesday, we are giving Damn, away. you're right. Thank, I know I'm right. There's Griffin's got his. Is Grayson Rodriguez shirt. Sons of. Settle down. We're doing. I needed that $400 too. Yeah. Don't let Bruce hear that. <laughs> Don't let Bruce hear that. We're doing a giveaway. Birdland Sports brings you Would You Rather Wednesday today. And, of course, Birdland Sports has awesome T-shirts available for you to get ready for opening day. They will be there in time, including, like, this Gunner shirt with his hair flying everywhere or this 2023 World Series Champions T-shirt or maybe even the um, the Mountain Felix mm. Batista T-shirt that he's been rocking down at spring training. I saw Nick Vespi wearing the uh, Vespi on a Vespa T-shirt this week. There are so many great shirts available, yeah. high quality, and they don't cost you as much in the the style of the wire framing and that font, the Birds shirt, pretty good. I got one of those. They're all available right now at birdlandsports.com. Get your order in. It's going to cost you less than it would through the big guys. And it's a company started by Birds fans for Birds fans, and they're constantly coming up with new ideas and clever shirt concepts. And there's so many great things there. But someone who participates today in Would You Rather Wednesday is going to win a shirt, the shirt of their choice from BirdlandSports.com. All you got to do is respond at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Drew, I've got the very exciting news for you. Got to hustle. We're doing a betting theme for Would You Rather Wednesday this week. You're betting a year's salary, in fact, <laughs> on one of these scenarios. Would you rather... You bet a year's salary. By the way, these odds are not real. I'm just doing it for the sake of the game. Would you rather bet a year's salary on Lamar Jackson being the week one starter for the Ravens at minus 110 or anyone else being the week one starter for the Ravens at plus 200? As of today, I would take the plus 200 just because I'm a gambler. Right, because you have a problem, man. I, I, think they're, I do think they're going to work something out with him. I still say that. I'm, okay. I still contend when all the dust settles, they will work something out with him. But I would, from a betting standpoint, I would take the plus 200. Would you rather bet a year's salary on the Orioles' payroll? Oh, my God. Being $24 still, million. still being under $100 million by opening day 2025 Okay. at minus 110, or it being over $100 million by 2025 at plus 150. Um, my qualifier is who's the coach? I mean, uh, coach. Who's the it owner? doesn't. Well, I no, I, I mean, I, I can't give you that. You've got to I'll bet take one the, or the other. I'll take the over $100 million. You're going to be over $100 million yeah. by then. And would you rather bet a year's salary on Maryland basketball? Because uh, uh, what's his name? Rutschman might make $80 million a year by then. Uh, no. He might make 80 by himself. I mean. Go ahead. I, I don't know. We'll talk about then that. Then he'll make 100 with the Yankees. Would you rather bet a year's salary on Maryland basketball making a Final Four by 2026, so three years past this year? Okay. That's plus 150, or that they won't make a Final Four by then at minus 150. I mean, you would say, give me the – well, geez. Mm. so hard to make the Final Four. It right? is hard to make the Final Four. 
What's minus 150 mean? You got to bet 150 to win 100? Yeah, 100%. Is that what that means? You know, yeah, you, you, it's so funny <laughs> you pretending like you don't know this. <laughs> I don't understand how these numbers work. I'll, I'll take the minus 150 just because I... Just because I, it's so hard to make a Final Four. All right, all right. What's going on in your world? DrewsMorningDish.com. Getting fired up, man. Fired for up. What? <laughs> you say you're getting fired the, up. What are you getting fired up for? For the draft. That's what you're excited about? Pumped up about that Richardson kid from Florida. Oh, that's your guy. You just <laughs> said Lamar was going to be the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? All right. At all right. At It's a Hooded for Ryan on Twitter, DrewsMorningDish.com is where you can find him. I would say I appreciate Colson, it. Colson, by the way, he owes me like seven checks. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I seen a check would, from think, him. In, I think they'll be there any day now. <laughs> I haven't seen a check. I would, any day now. I in think a while. Go ahead and, we'll just keep looking. Okay. We'll see. We'll see I, did, I did move recently. Maybe. Yep. It, you know what? I bet that's it. <laughs> I bet that's the problem. I bet that's All what's right. going on there. I'll see you, boys. All right, buddy. That's Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Uh, we'll go over our Would You Rather Wednesday answers before we get out of here today. But when we come back in, agent to the stars, Lee Steinberg, will join us. We will get his thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation. That's coming up. Today's program is also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. They are now hiring. JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website for you to find out more. Cadet salary started over $32,000 a year. Entry-level officers at over $60,000 a year. Lateral officers, $64,000 a year. With advancement opportunities, specialized positions available, plus medical, dental, vision, insurance, and for both lateral and entry-level officers, a $10,000 signing bonus is available. If you have a passion for service and you want a career for life, the Baltimore County Police Department is looking for you. Great opportunity for you to be the change that you want to see. 410-887-5542 or join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. Why don't we do this? We've already taken two breaks today, right? Correct. Well, why don't we talk to Lee Steinberg? All right, let me call him up. Then we'll take a break. Why don't we do it that way? Okay. You think he'd be down for that? I think he would be down for that. He's Great. a nice guy. Great. Because we actually talked to Lee Steinberg a little bit earlier, and so we're going to listen to that right now here on GCR. Well, a pleasure to be joined again here on Glenn Clark Radio by a man that we've known for a long time over the years. He is a super agent. Uh, his guy, Patrick Mahomes, just won another Super Bowl. He's on top of the world. He is the great Lee Steinberg, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Lee, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. My pleasure. Uh, Lee, obviously, um, we are contracts are a hot topic here in Baltimore, and we have a lot to get to. But I'm wondering if you could just shed some insight before we get to that about Patrick in particular. There, there has been so much made over the years about you know you can't pay, you can't give a certain percentage of your salary cap to the quarterback and still win a Super Bowl, and it hadn't happened for a long for forever. What makes Patrick so special? Why is it? that he has bucked the trend throughout the history of football? I think it's work ethic and the what you see on the surface, which is his superlative play, is just a function of someone who studies hard, works hard, is always in shape, and is hyper-competitive. And so the reality is that... Um, the most critical position in pro football today is franchise quarterback. No and question. let's define that as someone that a team can build around for 10 to 12 years, who they can win because of rather than with, and who importantly in critical 
circumstances. The game's getting late and out of hand, uh, throwing a couple interceptions, the crowd's starting to boo. What does the quarterback do at that point? Can he compartmentalize, adopt a quiet mind, and take a team to and through uh, the playoffs through the Super Bowl? And the player who can do that, who can elevate their play in critical situations, uh, are invaluable. Um, and Patrick's one of those, and Lamar Jackson is another of those. Boy, we couldn't agree more about that, Lee. It gets me to the sense of the whatever the percentage is, whatever the damage that it means for what you can't spend for the rest of your cap, I feel like the argument that gets missed in this conversation is, what percentage chance do you have if you don't have that type of quarterback on your roster? Very little in, uh, in the league that are like that. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Joe uh, Burrow, Tom Brady just uh, retired, Justin uh, Herbert, um, and Lamar Jackson. And um, when you have a player like that, it always gives you a chance to compete for the Super Bowl. If you don't have a player like that, you can spend years looking for one. So um, here was a situation that you, you would think if it was a movie, it would fade to black and they very happy Lamar Jackson and a very happy Baltimore Ravens yeah. would walk off together to the sunset. And the uh, subject of a contract for a player like this generally you hear nothing about the negotiation and they're just sitting at a desk uh, announcing a new contract with the GM and the, and the coach. Um, so this one's different. Um, my guess is that Lamar Jackson probably looks at the market and sees the contract that was done for Deshaun Watson, which was $50 million a year, all guaranteed. Yep. Uh, for skill injury, and says, well, that's my comparable. And I bet that the um, Ravens say, that's our quarterback. We're really happy, but that's our kid's operation. My guess is that that's probably what's happening, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you and I are in agreement about that. Lee Steinberg is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Lee, with that said, when you were working on the deal for Patrick Mahomes, it wasn't a fully guaranteed deal. It was a history-making deal, of course. I mean, it was, you know, one of the, I mean, the biggest in sheer numbers that we've ever seen. But the the priority wasn't fully guaranteed. Can you take me through why that wasn't a priority? And and now, having seen it happen, maybe would it be different if you guys were going to the market at this point? Would you be in the same place where you'd say? Yeah, I'd be searching searching for a fully guaranteed deal as well. I'm a, I'm going to let Patrick speak for uh, his contract negotiations and what he did, but I'll speak more generally. Um, the the key under the cap is to keep the salaries down and keep paying a, a big signing bonus. So the question is, can you? maximally compensate a player and you maximally compensate a player while making sure that his goal, which is always most important to the quarterback because they're the chief beneficiary of going to the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl from the standpoint of marketing, from the standpoint of career satisfaction. Um, and you make that 
can be while still preserving uh, maximum revenue. And that's uh, the challenge that that you have as a contract negotiator. And um, it's it's uh, it's possible to to have the highest paid player, but have the contract constructed in a way where um, the team can put a supporting cast around that gets the player to his ultimate goal. It's more, uh, taking it away from being specific to Patrick, the idea of fully guaranteed contracts, we, we understand why they would behoove a player, of course, in a, in a sport like football. It, is there a reason why teams couldn't do it? We know why they don't want to do them, right? Like We understand that they want that cap flexibility at the back end of a contract. They want to be able to know if something... You know, injury-wise, devastating were to occur, they can get out from other it, under it. But again, knowing that you have to have one of these guys in order to have a chance to win, like how how do those two things measure up? It would seem like the value would still be if this is what it takes, specifically at the quarterback position. Because I don't, you know, to the to the to the point, right? The Chiefs were willing to move on from Tyree Kill. They knew they needed to have Patrick Mahomes. Um, to the point. Well, you, you see, it's it's. Uh... It really is unique to that position. It's the only position in pro football that competes dollar for dollar with the bigger contracts you see in the NBA right. and Major League Baseball. And again, it's because it's it's so critical. I, I think the essential question that a franchise has to ask themselves is, if not this quarterback, then who? Because the point is that it could take years to, I mean, here you have a player in uh, Jackson who was MVP of the entire league. That's pretty unique. I, I understand people have raised issues about the fact he was hurt, I don't know, 10 out of 22 games or some number. Um, uh, but the reality is he did not get hurt uh, hang gliding. Uh, he didn't get hurt at Club Med. He didn't get hurt you know, playing basketball. He got hurt playing with reckless abandon, which is exactly what the team wants. Mm-hmm. It's a great point that he is doing everything he can to help his team win, and it's all you can ask for from a player. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, Lee, I, I know this is a hypothetical, but do you think that if Lamar was on the open market, right, if there was no franchise tag in football, and he were to hit an open market, do you feel like there would be a team that would step in and say, if that's what it takes to get it done, hell yeah. I mean, look, we, we've got nothing right now. We'd be in a rush to give out a fully guaranteed deal in order to get him. If, he, if Lamar Jackson ever hit the uh, free agent market or ever was available, remember what would happen. There'd be competition between teams. Yep. And in that competition, um, as long as he had – two teams competing against each other, um, you would guess he would get whatever the contract is he wants. That's that's the way that I have felt about it. And again, I understand why the Ravens are, are not in a rush, but I, I just feel like he has every right to ask for it because I, I agree with you. I think someone would be willing to give it to him should he hit the open market. Lee, is there? We're chatting with Lee Steinberg here on Glenn Clark Radio. Do you sense any pressure? There's been a lot made with with Lamar not having an agent, obviously. Um, about the NFLPA perhaps using Lamar to try to you know put him get him to put his flag down and say I'm doing fully guaranteed or nothing to try to change the course of the way that contracts are negotiated with quarterbacks. 
Do you think that there is a pressure that's being felt by Lamar Jackson on behalf of the entire Players Association here? I don't think so. I think that he's um, um, th- th- there are a number of younger franchise-type quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, who are coming up on uh, contracts, um, Josh Allen there. So they're, they're inevitably this market's going to move. Remember, it's all based on revenue. <clears throat> and in the midst of a cratered <clears throat> economy and a pandemic, um, somehow CBS and Fox both mm. raised their bills on the TV package by 83%. Mm. So, and you have a one-year cap jump that's up to about $225 million from like 198 So the point is the money's there to pay the next generation of players, and inevitably each contract sets the floor for the next one. So you're going to see that happen. So I don't think it's incumbent on uh, uh, Lamar Jackson to negotiate the rest of the league. You know, he uh, needs to be focused on doing the contract he wants. I, I guess I, I, I do want to take a second here. I, I'm assuming that you don't feel as though the Ravens aren't being fair in this. Pre- you know, you know the Ravens. You know their you know, history as an organization. Um, I, I, when I ask these questions or, or give my opinions, I feel like some people think that I'm coming down on the Ravens. Is there any reason for us to think the Ravens aren't being completely fair and trying to do what's best just to negotiate on their side? So this is a common pattern. First of all, you start with the fact that the Ravens are a quality organization. They've got good ownership. They've got a great front office. They've always, they have a great coach. Um, this is a happy marriage, right, with a team that loves a player and a player loves a team. That's why it's a little bit uh, confusing. But um, uh, I, what happens is two groups face the same reality and just see it in slightly a different way. In other words, they, they see the same facts. The and desires there to continue with the player, and, and I'm certain this is – Lamar Jackson's seen in his mind. So everything's set up for a happy ending. There's just a, uh, not a meeting of the minds on what the relevant comparables are. And that's the way a veteran negotiation goes. You take the player, you take his stats, you take his winning, you take playoffs, you take awards, and you say, who's he equivalent to? So if you're Lamar Jackson, you say, well, my comps are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and uh, boom, boom, boom. And then the other side argues, well, you haven't gone to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, and, and, and you go back and forth. Um, but you, basically, the principle's the same. You cannot win in contemporary football without a franchise quarterback. He's been MVP of the league and – and if you take him off the team, it's a very different matter. I'm sure the Ravens are totally appreciative of that. Um, they just have a difference in opinion. That's why you have contract negotiations, and eventually they'll figure this out. It, Remember, it's um, um, neither Lamar nor the Ravens figure to be self-destructive here. They both figure to want the same thing, and eventually it'll work it out. 
Is there any point at which it becomes too contentious, Lee? Like, it's something that's been brought up by a few people. Is there a danger that, you know, you start negotiating in the media at some point and things are said? Like, is there any point where you worry it becomes too contentious in order to make it work? So here's the thing. Uh, uh, agency lesson uh, 101. Don't negotiate in the papers. Right, right. <laughs> Don't negotiate publicly. Don't make your arguments publicly. Keep that all behind closed doors. Um, and uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, the worst thing we have in contract negotiations, the worst system is arbitration in baseball because the player has to sit there and listen to the team argue that he's not so great. And so you don't ever need to get to that level. Um, there's agreement that this is a great player. And uh, you have to be very careful not to let third parties uh, get involved. This is between Lamar and the Ravens. Is that at all more awkward because there's no agent? Like, is, does that run the risk of this getting uglier with there being no agent involved? Well, my very first client was Steve Bartkowski, and uh, he was the first pick in the draft. And I said before the negotiation, I said, Steve, look, um, in the course of negotiation, they're going to make defenses as to why you shouldn't get a certain amount of money. Yeah. But uh, you don't really need to hear that. And uh, I said, I can just give you the bottom line. Uh, and just assume that they're going to have arguments on their side. He said, no, no, I want to hear everything. I want to hear all the details. It's my life. And I said, that's fair. So he said, what they say? Oh, well, you know, you're not real mobile. You've got uh, uh, this flaw and this flaw and this flaw and this flaw. He said, get me traded. <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's a little, which didn't happen, but. Um, it's a little difficult. You'd like to have a little bit of a buffer there. Yes, it, w- it would be ideal, I would think, but not the route that he's chosen to go, and hopefully it works out anyway. Uh, Lee Steinberg, there are plenty of people over the years that think, I could do this, right? Like, I could be that. I could be, they could make movies about me. I could be Lee Steinberg. Um, and you are giving people that are interested an opportunity to maybe learn a little bit about how to become a, an NFL agent, correct? Well, Glenn, we do uh, agent academies. Uh, I've done about 25 of them to try to bring the next generation of uh, sports agents that have been specifically trained that have ethics and values and have been trained how to negotiate, how to recruit, how to market and brand, how to do a charitable foundation, how to do damage control. And if you go to cyberspeaks.com, you can check on the next one coming up in uh, April in Las Vegas, and uh, it'll jumpstart someone's career. SteinbergSpeaks.com, again, is the website. And uh, is there somebody, like, is there a chance here in a couple months? I don't know who's part of, who's, who's all in the 2023 Lee Steinberg draft class? Who might we be trying to get towards Baltimore this year? Um, you know what? I'll let the younger agents speak for that. All but, right. Um, All uh, right. I know you got a huge team. I, I know that you've got a huge <laughs> team that you work with, Lee. I certainly understand that. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if it works out that there's a Lee Steinberg client in this draft class, we'll look forward to that. Um, Lee Steinberg, I, I always try to tell you this. 
Your story is incredibly inspiring. Um, we just had uh, Brandon Novak, who's a local pro skateboarder, in telling us about his uh, path to sobriety. And I know your story is amazing and one that should be shared for forever. I continue to congratulate you on that. At Lee Steinberg on Twitter is how folks can give you a follow. Thank you, as always, for taking some time for us this morning. My pleasure. That's Lee Steinberg, NFL super agent. Some interesting thoughts in there. Obviously, you know, he's not involved in these negotiations whatsoever, but they would certainly impact him um, with his clients, both uh, currently and in the future, namely Patrick Mahomes. Um, and the things that he pointed out, I ended up getting, yesterday was such a gro- I, I'm It's on me. I, I, for whatever reason, decided to dig in and have, have time for it on Twitter. And I... So rarely have days like that, but yesterday I don't know what it was. I just I was kind of in the mood to go back and forth, and then at some point, like I realized I was going back and forth on Twitter with somebody about what the definition of the word market value, and I just like what am I doing? What am I do? If somebody doesn't understand what mark it again, I, I my God, it's all night. No, no, another team become would be above market value. No, your market value changes at all times. Market value is whatever somebody is willing to pay for something. That's market value. Appraisal value might be lower than that. And someone taught you this yesterday on Twitter. No, I know this. Somebody else is trying to fight me about it. What I'm saying about Lamar Jackson is that he is figuring out what his open market value would be. When you say, well, he's not on the open market. The Ravens control him. He's trying to skip ahead and say, let's cut out all the crap. I'm telling you, I don't care about that. Other players have decided they are willing to not take full open market value because it's more beneficial to them to say, let's protect, make sure I don't get hurt, make sure nothing happens, let's go ahead and lock in for a large amount of money right now. Overwhelmingly, that is what NFL players have chosen to do. As we discussed yesterday, so few have ever gotten to a true open market value. Kirk Cousins did, and what did he get out of it? Fully guaranteed contract. Russell Wilson did ish, but not even really, because the contract was negotiated after the trade happened. So he was still only able to negotiate with one team. Deshaun Watson, while not a free agent, negotiated with multiple teams. And what did he get out of it? When you present the opportunity to negotiate with multiple teams... A true NFL... Then I had somebody else that was debating me about what the definition of open market is. Well, you know, he couldn't sign with a Chinese team. Like, my God. The NFL version... I I mean, I guess he could. The NFL version of an open market says quarterback's value is astronomical, is unlike anything. It's an oasis we've never seen before. If you are willing to hold out for the open market, you are set to be paid in an extraordinary way with fully guaranteed, truth be told, kind of being the market standard for open market quarterbacks. Now, you know, somebody will point out it's not going to be what Derek Carr gets this year. So you still have to be an ascending open market quarterback. Although we could debate about whether or not Deshaun Watson actually was an ascending open market quarterback. The open market has very made it very clear. We'll do fully guaranteed. It's just that most of these guys don't get there. 
every ounce of data we have about the open market, and what Lee Steinberg just said, if Lamar Jackson were to get to a true free agent market, he could get whatever contract he wanted to because there's competition. The Ravens don't want to negotiate that way. They want to negotiate with it mattering that they have team control and they can slap the tag on it. They want Lamar Jackson to care about that. And instead of negotiating based on what he could get on the open market, agree to a deal that factors in the team control that they have over him. They want that leverage to matter. We all know there's a flip side of the leverage, right? If they choose to go that route, Lamar Jackson can say, I'm not going to show up. You say, well, then he's forfeiting money. Well, he doesn't have to show up until the season begins. He could wait till five weeks into the season. He could really turn the screws in the process as well and still get money. Or if he doesn't show up at all, you just sunk X number of your cap into a player that doesn't show up to help you. So you're screwed. That's how this goes. But to Lee Steinberg's point, if Lamar were to get to the open market, an actual open market, almost certainly he would get whatever he wanted because that's the value of that's the actual value of the quarterback position, which has been proven in the rare occasion that a quarterback has ever gotten to the open market. And as Lamar Jackson would point out, he is a better option than either of the two guys that already got fully guaranteed deals. So what happens? Don't know. I, I also understand where the Ravens are coming from. They want it to matter that they have team control. They don't want to negotiate versus an open market because he's not on an open market. But if you're Lamar Jackson, you have to know what your open market value would be or else how do you know if the Ravens are offering that fair deal? So the non-exclusive tag would allow him... To it would, speak to other teams. It would allow... Well, the ex, the exclusive tag, you know, would as well. Okay. Like, I mean, it, you can still always speak to... Th- th- this is the dirty secret, too. Yeah. He, he can talk. This, like, when we say... We, tampering. Like, come on. Lamar Jackson, if they are being proactive... And again, part of this is knowing he doesn't have an agent. But if they're doing their due diligence, Lamar Jackson knows exactly what he would be worth on the open market because that's what he can take back to the Ravens and say, that's not my value. And they can say, well, just because one team wants to give you that doesn't make it your value. Yes, it does. That's literally the definition. I had people trying to play this bit with me yesterday. Well, if if somebody was starving and you had an apple and they said, I'd be willing to pay you a million dollars for your apple, that doesn't make the market value of apples a million dollars. It makes the market value of your apple. $1 million. Correct. That doesn't mean that if you go get another apple, that apple's worth a million dollars. That one apple that you had is worth $1 million. If somebody is, for whatever reason, in love, let's say once upon a time, a mobster killed someone and buried the body in your backyard. They know that. They see that your house is up for sale. And they don't want anybody else to go through and find out they buried somebody in your backyard. So the value of your house is... $300,000 appraised, but they say, we're willing to offer $600,000. You know what the market value of your house is? $600,000. Which one are you selling to? Are you saying to that person? You don't know who's a mobster, to be clear, if, like, to be understood. I do believe that if you knew the reason, you would not do this. But if you had four offers of $300,000. A mobster. uh, It's true. You might might have to. 
You had four offers. I, I, you so can maybe, tell. So actually, maybe it's two. They offer you two hundred thousand. Well, yeah. If that if that was the case, yes. If you knew, you would say. I'm just saying. If you had whatever the reason being, if you have four three hundred thousand dollar offers for your house and one six hundred thousand dollars for offer for your house, you're not going to step in and say, "Well, I can't take that deal. That's above the market." No, you're going to take it because that's now the market value for your house for whatever reason. Let's say it's not. So, it yeah. could just be that the, the previous owners decide they were in love with the house. And they're willing to do whatever it took to get it back from you. And if that means you got to pay $300,000 more, they will. To make sure they get it. That's your market value. Now, it doesn't mean that that house will be worth the same. Market value changes. It doesn't mean. It's the same way. Uh, if, I own an, um, if I own an autographed baseball card. Oh, God, I don't want to do anything like this. Hang on a second. The Ryan Take Rifkin. a step back. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me go a different way. Well, you know, that's that's a very valuable baseball card. Uh, let me take. Was they made a movie about it, which is stupid. Um, God, if you've never seen Eight Bit Christmas, keep it that way. It's the worst film I've ever seen. It sounds interesting. It, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's terrible. God, it was atrocious. I think I was on a flight or something, and that was just the reason why I watched it. Um, no, I'm going back the other way. So I, I, I try to think of somebody that did something heinous. That was kicked out of the... Uh, Pete Rose. Mm. No, because Pete Rose is still, still very good. bad. I mean, like, somebody that was, like, literally became a pariah to sports. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't think of a good example. We basically it, are willing to does accept anything. a baseball card? Or? That's the shame. The shameful part is we're willing to accept anything. Lawrence Phillips, once upon a time. If you owned an autographed Lawrence Phillips card, there was a time, remember, we all wanted the Ravens to draft Lawrence Phillips and not Jonathan Ogden. There was a time where that card would have been very valuable. But then, after, you know, he was booted out of the league and in jail for murder, that card probably wasn't nearly as valuable. The market value of the card changed. Lamar Jackson's value on the market is whatever he could get. And so if he's out there right now, or somebody related to him, they're figuring out what his market value would be, and they would be saying to the Ravens, that's what you have to pay. The Ravens are saying, you can't go get that. We're not going to allow you to go get that. It's just the way that it works. And I don't blame them for that. Like They, they have team control. They want that to matter. But you can only stare at each other for so long. At some point, something has to happen. They can hope that Lamar Jackson's market value goes down. That there really were only three teams that were willing to offer him a fully guaranteed deal. And they, between now and whenever Lamar Jackson does become available, they address their quarterback situation and they're now off the table. They can hope for that. My answer would be there would probably be three more teams that would be ready to step up and do it. This is how all of this works. I don't blame Lamar Jackson for saying, I'm not just going to take what you want to give me because I'm team controlled. Lamar Jackson might be thinking to himself, I'm going to make up the money I missed by these idiots letting me slip to 32 in the draft. It might very well be that he's been hell-bent on that since the night of the draft. When I, when I get my next deal, I'm getting back that money that I missed out on. you got to overpay me. Because you got me at a bargain the last time. There could be any reason why Lamar feels a certain way. But the biggest reason might be because that's what his market value is. 
I don't know how I would operate if I was in the same situation. Honestly, I'd probably take the security of whatever deal was on the table, knowing me, knowing how I make my decisions. But it doesn't mean that what Lamar Jackson's doing is wrong. That's why Lamar Jackson is an NFL quarterback. And I'm well. There's a few reasons why that's <laughs> the case. I was close, very close, just didn't quite make it. Um, this is how this goes. But I, to pretend when we say things like, "Well, the Ravens have offered him a fair market contract," well, you can say what the Ravens have made fair offers, or that you believe they've made fair offers. But if there is a team out there that is willing to give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract, then the Ravens have not offered him a fair market contract. They might have negotiated in good faith. They might have made reasonable offers. I am intrigued by the idea that Joel Corey had. I talked about that with Cordell Woodland last night on The Fan. Like I'm intrigued by it because it essentially creates three years of fully guaranteed, and everybody kind of agrees the fourth year isn't real. The Ravens can't let Lamar Jackson get to the fourth year because then if they have waived the right to be able to use the franchise tag after that, then he's a free agent and they lose any power. It forces them back to the table. So the fourth year exists on the deal, allows the Ravens to go back to the owners and say, hey, man, we didn't give away fully guaranteed, but would let Lamar Jackson know, dude, it is fully guaranteed because we can't get to the fourth year of the deal. We can't do that. We don't have that option. Because the moment we do, you no longer can only negotiate with us exclusively. We have to get back to the table before the fourth year. It's intriguing to me. It seems like a way for both parties to save face. But if Lamar Jackson's hell-bent on the words fully guaranteed, it ain't that. So we'll go right back to the table. Come back in. We'll give you our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. Get to a tidbit, get tubular to wrap things up. Here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to birdlandsports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the birds with Birdland Sports. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite 
Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. All right, we are winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the show. It has been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your, your unique personality, your unique your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Would You Rather Wednesday was a betting theme today, and again, we are giving away a T-shirt of your choice. From our friends at Birdland Sports, all you got to do is participate, respond to one, if not all, of our Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios. They're up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. You can get one of these very cool T-shirts from BirdlandSports.com, like the Birds T-shirt right there. Someone who participates at random will be chosen as the winner. Would you rather, number one, these are all betting-themed for this week. Betting-themed, because i got to be honest with you, it is difficult to keep coming up with ways to do Lamar Jackson, Would You Rather Wednesdays, and there is nothing else to talk about. But apparently, uh, Tom Telesco of the Chargers says Keenan Allen will not be on the market. Now, again, like, there is always... They, like, the, they were leaning towards cutting him, isn't that? That was what the reports yeah. were, I think, a couple weeks ago, okay. but... I mean, yeah, if he says there's, there's just, But there's just always the who knows. Like, is that really the truth? This is why I don't make put much stock in what Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh say today because it'll change in a week. Like, they're not going to tell you what they're doing behind the scenes. If they're trying to work out a deal with someone for Keenan Allen, they're not going to tell you, yeah, if we can't find a partner, we're going to get rid of him because you know what that's going to do? Drive down off. the market. Because everybody would say, well, why would we trade for him? They're just getting rid of him anyway. They're never going to tell you the truth. Never. I get it. I Honestly, I'm over that part of it. People get very mad about this. I'm over it. I understand. It's just why I don't go. That's it. That's all. No, all good. We can. Everybody's fine. It's, it's okay. We'll all live. And it's why I don't really care that much about the press conference this afternoon. All right. Would you rather, betting theme, would you rather bet a year's salary or imagine you made real money? 
on Lamar Jackson being the week one starter for the Ravens at minus 110 or anyone else being the week one starter for the Ravens at plus 200. So I was leaning. Oh, by the way, I this feel- is the scenario people have forgotten. You you have to bet. Right. That That's yeah. the thing that people. Would you rather? Like, and and I, I don't know why this is struggle. I, sometimes I just say you have to. You have to bet one or the other. Like the, the I did literally I'm pocketing have, my salary. Some people, I'm not going to make that bet either way. Well, good for you, I guess. No. No. You offer nothing to society. You're not smart. You're not. I, I know Carson's supposed to step in here and tell us that we're all pretty. Go ahead. You can let everybody know. And this is. We got to be much sharper on this. We got to. You are so pretty. But you're not, is the thing. You're not. You're, well, it's not. You're a very special boy. But you're offering nothing to society. Just answer the damn question. Anyway, go ahead. What do you? Um, want? I mean, I've because I've been going back and forth on it, like over the since the season ended, and it felt like just since the Ravens didn't weren't getting anything done, it just felt like the fade out complete. Mm-hmm, yeah, it felt like they were like they were like it felt like it was going to be too contentious to get anything done. Um, but then like over the last week, I started feeling like, well, I mean, maybe he will play on the tag, like and wait and see what happens with Burrow and Herbert and and whoever else I'm forgetting. Um, and, and see what happens. And so I was starting to think, you know what, I think he does play. Um, but based on these odds, it's too juicy not to make the plus 200 bet and, so you and have go with to anyone bet the else. Other way. Well, yeah. See, if I have to bet a year's salary on it, i got to make the safer bet. And the safer bet is that given that there are two things that could happen one way, in one scenario, either they work out a deal or he just plays on the tag. In the other scenario, they have to trade him. So I got to make the safer bet here when I'm talking about a year's salary that I'm betting. And the safer bet for me, even with the odds not being great, I, I can't run the risk of losing a year's salary over, well, maybe the payoff will be better. No, I I already went to Disney World. I already lost a year's salary. <laughs> like, my God, I don't have a choice. I got to take the thing that I feel. I still think until proven otherwise, this is what I said to, to Cordell we talked about last night. Until proven otherwise, that's just what I'm going to roll with. Like that, that, that he's going to play. The, the most for likely, the to me, of the three scenarios, the most likely scenario is that he just plays on the tag this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's to me the most likely scenario of any of them at this point. That's what I feel as well. Um, so, if that's the case, then I'd be kind of silly to not bet yeah. with that. I guess just because I'm younger, I want to take the risk, man. Yeah, Give me that um, plus and 200. And because you don't make anything. So, it's not a concern for you. You're just going to live at your parents' house no matter what. And then I'm going to start rooting hard for, <laughs> yeah, get Lamar out yeah. of here. That's what I'm gonna Number two, would you rather bet a year's salary on the Orioles' payroll, which is currently about $50 million, still being under $100 million by opening day 2025, minus 110, or on it still being or it being over $100 million by then at plus 150? I'm going to go under. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, I, I really want to go over because it is plus, it's yeah, plus I'm odds. To, I'm trying it's to juice the odds. odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's bit, plus right. odds. Yeah. And it's um, more exciting that way. So you little, want Yeah, and, and more exciting. And a little bit of inflation. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it'll be three, I guess, two years. Well, it's buying um, in two off-seasons, right? You're, yeah. You're buying yourself two off-seasons to see how things change. Do they, for example, buy, you know, out arbitration years for someone? They would have to have made decisions by that point on guys like Santander and Mullins. Like by that point, yeah. they would have to have done one thing or the other. The question is, which thing are they doing? And at the moment, I'm probably more inclined to think that they're moving on from those guys and that they're investing right. significant money into them. Um, and you know, if they want to be the next Tampa, I think John Angelos is here. Uh, you know, in 2025. I mean, I mean, I mean he. <laughs> 
that that's what I'm assuming for this scenario. Uh, and if they're the next Tampa, then I'm going to say they're going to be under I, 100 I, million. If I have so. to make a bet, I'm also betting under. I hate the fact that I'm just betting favorites, but that's the reality. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. And then number three, I'm sorry, I'm not getting to yours. It's 12-18. I don't have time to go through everybody's responses today. I promise you, we got them, and you're going to be registered to win. All right? That's the way it goes. I got, uh, I got Loyola Penn women's lacrosse coming up this afternoon. I got to get over there. Uh, bet a year's salary. Yeah, it's a top 25 showdown. Damn. Bet a year's salary on Maryland basketball making a Final Four by 2026 at plus 150 or that they won't make a Final Four by then at minus 150. Hmm. It is extremely hard to make a Final Four. It is very difficult to make a Final Four. <sighs> but Kevin Willard is, I mean, you know, is he, is he not him? not impressed. Kevin right. Willard him? I don't want to do that. Let's not have that conversation. I don't want to And that's talk more about exciting, that. and I'm getting plus odds. They're going to make a Final Four. Yeah, I, this is the only one I was able to buy. Like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? If I got to do, I got to bet it one way or the other. I, again, the odds definitely say bet against it. But, you know... Got some young players coming up. Uh, like the, the problem being, if you find out, like this is the problem with buying. I want to make. I'm making this bet. Yeah, don't bet a year's salary. Doug. <laughs> don't do that. And I'll also, five dollars. These, these odds aren't real. <laughs> like they're. This is find not a real somewhere. bet. You can. We, we, we're going to make it right now. Between the two of us, do five dollars. I just said I want to bet. So why would I do that? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's, I that seems quite silly. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in a weird place with this where I. I think I would bite on that one. I think that would be the one that I would bite on of the three. I'd go ahead and say, yeah, give me give me that, the plus 150 for Maryland to make a Final Four. I think I'll take a chance on it. Get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio throughout the course of the day. Tomorrow we will pick a winner, and you will get a T-shirt of your choice from our friends at Birdland Sports, birdlandsports.com. It's like uh, Woodland, Birdland, Birdland. It's Cordell Birdland. I love Cordell. It's my guy. Maybe he changes it. I just want to make sure I got it right. I just wanted to make sure I had it right last night. Uh, and because we're talking about gambling, a reminder that gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Tidbit brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox. There's Gunnar Henderson. He's on the cover. Great story from Luke Jackson about his meteoric rise. Go get it for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. As always, PressBox is free. Uh, Kansas got another big win uh, last night as they look to, they will be making their 33rd straight March Madness tournaments, Mm. which is the longest active streak. Mm. Um, And so I wanted to cover the teams with the longest streaks Longest active March Madness streaks. There are 17 that have made the tournament three years in a row or more. Jesus Christ! Actively. Would you want us to be here till six? You should be able to get them. All right. So I I give you number one. Hey, hey, chill. Chill. Number one. So 16 more. So I got to do 16 more. Holy hell! So Kansas is at the top of the list. Indeed. All right. uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is third. They've made it 23 years in a row. Uh, Duke. Duke. Has not made it in the last what three the, what years. What year did they miss? Um, definitely one of the last three years. Thank you for that. That's dynamite, Griffin. Was it the pandemic? They missed the pandemic year. They had 2021. They did miss that. I do remember that now because I remember being bummed about the fact that we couldn't. No, that we couldn't celebrate yeah. Duke. God, not playing. I do remember that now. Uh, okay. Hauser's Bouts. Villanova. Villanova, yes. They are fifth, nine years in a row. How's about... Hauser's Belt. Hmm. Hmm. 
Arizona. Arizona has not made it in the last three years. Or they missed it at least once. I did not realize that. How about... How about Michigan State? Michigan State is second. Yeah, they flirted with the bubble second, a couple yeah. times. Twenty-four they, years in a row. Do you think they make it this they, year? Uh, I don't count out. I never. I never. Yeah. I never do that. It's a bad bet. That's a bad, bad bet to me. Tom Izzo loves the Big Ten tournament. He is really good at figuring out a way through. So three is the number. Uh, yeah, th- at least three years. Three they made years. it. Virginia. Uh. Y- did they miss the one? Yeah, they missed. What did they miss the year after they won? No, uh, maybe. I think they missed the year after they won. UVA not on the list. Okay. Um, Houston. Yes, Houston. Four years in a row. How about? How about UCLA? Not UCLA. Yeah, th- I, this yeah. is the problem. The three really screws you up because you got it. The pandemic. Right, yeah. Like, it, you're going back to almost 20, like it's kind of like it's it's 2019. Four, but, yes, yeah. that's the problem. Is like now you got to remember that long, and it, it's this is this is not. I don't care for this. Um, Michigan. Yes, Michigan. Six years in a row. How about Xavier? Not Xavier. How about? I mean, I haven't said North Carolina. I'll say North Carolina. Yes, North Carolina. I couldn't remember if North Carolina eleven years, eleven years in a row. Yeah, but I'm sort of surprised on two ends there. One, right. I'm surprised it's not longer. Two, I'm I, they definitely have it had felt some. Like, yeah, they've had some. Kind of yeah. like Michigan State, there's always there. How about Baylor? Yes, Baylor made it three. Has made it three years in a row. Yuck. <laughs> Got. How about Alabama? Not Alabama. No, four more Big Ten teams. Four more Big Ten teams. Yeah. Purdue. Yes. Iowa. Yes. Three years in a row for Iowa and seven for Purdue. Ohio State. Ohio State, four years. That will be coming to an end. Well. I mean, they could win the Big Ten tournament. (laughs) Illinois. Uh, Not Illinois. Not Illinois. Wisconsin? Yes, Wisconsin, three years in a row. All right. So I got four left. Four Um, left. Tennessee. Tennessee, indeed. Four years in a row for Tennessee. Florida. Not Florida. There's a coaching change in there, I guess. There is. Florida State. Not Florida Not Florida State. They were pretty consistent there for a little while. Uh, all right, give me something. We got all right, go. so we got an ACT, ACC team, SEC team, Big 12 team. And then, there, then, there's a, then there's a mid-major. That's made it three years in a row. I mean, we could be here all day. What, you should be able to get that. What the, league? Get the, uh, well, I don't give it away. Will it's it? there. There's a local team that is in the league. There's a local team that is in the league. Or multiple local teams in the league. Multiple local. Well, then it's the MEAC or the, I guess it could be the Patriot League. The MEAC chain. Uh, Colgate. Colgate, right, indeed. Colgate. Three years in a row. Uh, then I can't. I got two teams that it says I'm missing. I got, I have, I've got 14 out of 16. Uh, Oh, because I didn't put can- I put yeah, Kansas, Kansas on the list. Yeah, All right, Kansas, so sorry, yes, I need three more. All right, um, ACC, Big Twelve, one more SEC. All right, uh, Big Twelve, uh, Texas, not Texas, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, four years in a row. You said SEC. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I said Alabama, LSU. 
LSU, three years in a row. That looks like that one will come to an end. And ACC? And ACC. Five years in a row for this team. Miami? A little surprising. Not Miami. It's not Syracuse. It's not Not Louisville. Not Louisville. Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. Five years in a row. All right, that was that was that took a while, but uh, there you go, there you go. That's the list. All right, here's what's coming up. Totally tubular. Totally tubular is brought to you by this one's brought to you by pressboxonline.com/offers. Of course, pressboxonline.com/offers. As we move into baseball season, great opportunity for you to take advantage of free bets of bonus offers. Like right now, if you bet five dollars with DraftKings, you get two hundred dollars in instant bonus bets along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets already are live in Maryland. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers right now for your shot at winning big. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Maryland indeed in action on the road at Ohio State, 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Uh, Brandon Gauden and Robbie Hummel on the call for that one. Big Ten hoops tonight. Northwestern hosts Penn State at 9 on Big Ten Network. Obviously, everything that happens in the Big Ten is relevant as uh, we try to sort everything out. Towson hosts uh, Loyola and lacrosse tonight at 6. It's on lacrosse TV, or you can hear Spiro on TowsonTigers.com. Uh, UMBC has a lacrosse game against St. Bonaventure at 6 o'clock on America East. UMBC uh, will be hosting a playoff game. They beat Binghamton on the road last American, night. So yeah. don't they play them again? Isn't that they how do, that yeah, works? They, they play them again on, it was, on It was Saturday. really cool because Bryant lost to a buzzer beater to, to Maine, and so they interviewed Jim Ferry after the game. He had no clue, obviously, what was going on oh, okay. around the league. And the other okay. like, he's like, we're coming back to Baltimore? That was pretty, That's cool. That was That's cool. Exciting. Well, they had to get a late shot to tie it. They were down yes, 62-59, yeah. and I don't remember who hit it, but somebody had to hit a big three to tie it up late. Um, uh, Stevenson's got Catholic tonight at 7. I will also be there for that. Busy day for your boy. Uh, that's on GoMustangSports.tv. ESPN Plus, the Maryland women uh, for lacrosse are at James Madison at 5. Uh, NBC Sports Washington Capitals, Ducks at 10. TNT's got Rangers Flyers at 7.30. Hurricanes Golden Knights at 10. ESPN has Cavs Celtics at 7.30. Pelicans Blazers at 10. Unfortunately, no broadcast at all. Even if you have MLB TV, sorry, you're boned. This is why they should switch to the MLS concept. Uh, for Blue Jays, Orioles at one. Could, I always let when I can't. I wish again, much like come and go. I can't not giggle about Kikuchi. Like I'm going to giggle every time. It's the way it's going to go. I'm perpetually for uh, Kikuchi K- and Cole Irvin. And right? Cole Irvin is the pitching matchup today. Yes. Yep. You you could watch it nowhere, no. and you can listen to it. Nowhere. <laughs> Gotta go down to Sarasota. You would have to be there where Adam Jones is apparently. Not related to the Orioles, by the way. I found I was like, at first, I'm like, well, that would be a big deal. It's yeah. not. It has nothing to do with the Orioles. Just he hanging just, out. No, he's working with the baseball assistance team, and they just happen to be visiting mm. the Orioles today. And uh, also, baseball wise, Nationals, Yankees at 1 o'clock on ESPN, Brewers, Angels at 3 on MLB Network, TBS tonight for AW Dynamite at 8. Find the rest of the college basketball at glennclarkradio.com. Non sports highlights. Uh, yeah, big one Wednesday, sur- season 44 premiere of Survivor on sure. CBS. I can't G- believe it's only 44. It feels <laughs> like it's been 400. Uh, Jim Gaffigan's going to be on Seth Myers, and, uh, and the biggest thing on Disney Plus. What? Some Star Wars thing? Yeah. yeah okay, whatever. Yeah, God bless you. There you go. Griffin's got his pants off. So it's you the Mandalorian season sure, three. Sure it is. Got my Mandalorian socks. On. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait. Let me let me know how it goes. Let me know. I'm Do, sure it'll be great. Like, is, does Luke die or something? Like, how does this work? Well, no. I, where's, where's Luke? Luke? Yeah, Luke is in this All universe. Right. Maybe, maybe right. Luke will come back. Find it at glennclarkradio.com. Cool. Thanks today to Drew Forrester for stopping by. Thanks to Randolph Childress. Thanks to Lee Steinberg. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Anything? 
Uh, we're going to talk to the Johns Hopkins uh, men and women's oh, basketball Oh, both coaches. their basketball teams are in the NCAA tournament, yes. so that's neat. And then uh, Stuff and Things. Stuff and Things. Excellent. Big day. Stuff and Things. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Birdland Sports, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go, um, hang on, go all of them. Go Towson or Loyola lacrosse. This is always a difficult part. Go UMBC lacrosse. Uh, go Maryland. Duke sucks.